All right, we are back for our third episode of the Indiana Jones run. We are here to talk about the 1984 action movie classic. It's called Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Good evening, Mark. And we we are coming in hot tonight, Mark. Coming in hot. <laughs> We've been talking. We've both been drinking. It's a Sunday night. <laughs> Trying to shirk responsibilities as adults. <laughs> so we both, we're gonna talk we both we're watch gonna, some jaws 4 today <laughs> we both watched jaws 4 uh independent of each other um i've also spent the past two and a half hours watching mediocre adam sandler movies so i am ready which to one, go which ones though uh, uh watched all the pixels Ooh, <laughs> on comedy yeah. central i'm gonna be honest kind of enjoyed it <laughs> probably for the nostalgia uh, then, i assume it's got like good then, nostalgia factor yeah, I don't know. I don't care. Uh, my wife's family was <laughs> over. Those are the kind of movies they kind of like. So we had it on hey. TV. And I was like, oh, I don't fucking care anymore. <laughs> sure, this is fun. Any any so. Jennifer Aniston and uh, Adam Sandler movie, my wife is always down for. I don't know why. I can't. Well, that's what came on next. County Central doing a double feature. Adam Sandler, this was uh, Just Go With It. Where I actually I... kind of enjoy go, Just Go With <laughs> It. I don't know. I will watch I'm embarrassed to admit minutes. that, but I actually <laughs> but... enjoy it. I, that's kind of where I'm at on the Adam Sandler movies. Uh, there's a bunch of, like I didn't watch because I just wasn't interested. Now I kind of I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Sure, fine. <laughs> like, let's do it. I, I'll I get think, on board with this. I think he's secretly living every man's dream of like, oh, I want to oh, go I on vacation. He <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Maybe it's not a secret. It's like I want to go on vacation. Just his, like friends to make with, these movies. <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah. go on vacation with with hot women and my friends. Yeah, for two months, and I'm gonna go, I, and everybody just gets to hang out, and it's gonna be fun, and that's pretty much what his. And I'm gonna get paid ten million dollars to do it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, like when, like, yeah, let's just keep this train going as long as we can. I will say, shout out for Uncut Gems, though. That was really good. I know I, I'm like yeah, three, yeah, that's three, that's three years late saying that. That's that legitimately, yeah, that's legitimately great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it, <laughs> it makes so like those movies make his random. He makes up in, for like, it. Good yeah. movies, like yeah, like, yeah. It's crazy. It makes it makes me wonder: is there a career that he didn't, he could have had and didn't? Because he, he really he pivoted all the way to drama. Yeah, in like, like two thousand four was just like I'm only I'm only doing dramatic roles and kind of like what Jim now. Jim Carrey did to some extent and pretty yeah like, pretty much. Jay Jay Moore did it I mean, a little. He he took more serious roles in his career than just just. Comedic. I maybe Robin Williams. Robin Williams is a much. A Jay bit, Moore is a would be the more I'd, example. I guess the uh, more ideal example. Of, yeah. but then I guess Robin Williams swung back to doing like shitty comedies. Like I don't know, was he in like RV or whatever? They yes, yeah, uh, he yeah. did. He did, and he did some weird serious movie. He did Toys, and I never understood that movie. Other than I was supposed to feel bad for a bunch of um, wind up wind up well, toys getting blown apart. Well, we're here to talk about toys tonight. <laughs> I did have a good time trying to name this episode because when I set up the I, Zoom meeting for it. Oh, I noticed. Because um, backstory, you and I were texting earlier and you're going to go see your uh, brother-in-law, Dave. And I was pretty excited. I was like, man, we should probably bring Dave on one of these episodes because I feel like Dave's going to bring a lot of crazy fun energy to this. Oh, he's an inappropriate. That's okay. Because oh, yeah. you opened this with us saying we're drinking and uh, it's late on a yeah. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, we could name this the Temple of Dave if he joined us for <laughs> it. Uh, I think I called it the Pimple of Doom. And then I called it the Nipples of Doom for the <laughs> for the actual episode. 
There's lots right. of fun names for this. I was really excited to just name this, and and I uh, I realized as a kid there's a lot of parody I missed out on by just coming with dumbass names for for this movie. <laughs> it's really disappointing myself. What what your life could have been? Sixth grade could have been a lot cooler if I'd actually just thought yeah, of my, thought of that 25 yeah. years ago. Sixth grade or 20, 30 years ago, whatever. Um, uh, yeah. So we're talking about <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this one. I think there's going to be a lot to talk about. And I'm... it was more it was more fun than I remembered it being. I hadn't seen this in a long time, and it was a lot of fun to to watch this. Um, and I I saw the 4K. I watched it on Disney Plus, and it has the four or no, I'm sorry, Paramount Plus. It has the 4K restoration, and it's really I, I I will say like I don't think I've watched this all the way through on a widescreen TV in high def, and it's like it blew me away how good this movie looks. Yeah, it. there's a few scenes, there's a few shots scenes that really jump out of like, holy shit, that looks good. Like, look at Harrison Ford's sweet ass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that short round, he looks great. Okay, well, cat. and we're done. <laughs> Episodes over. Um, uh, no, it, it, it was it, it was cool to to, and I think the boys watched I most mean, of this with me I too. Mean, Spielberg was enjoying the Kate Cap show, apparently. Uh, yes, he was. Was he single when he shot this, or did he become single conveniently after this was made? Uh, I think he, I think he might have been single when they made this, but not. I don't. I try not to dig too deep, even though I find it endlessly fascinating that they got married and have like a bunch of kids and stuff. And like, but I, I, I enjoy. I don't want the details and like. I want you don't want to. Ru- you don't want to ruin his image, right? No, I I just want to like make jokes about like him marrying Kate Capshaw from Temple of Doom, like I don't know, like and not get like the details of everything, and like I don't know. Well, here's like, a weird. The more twist. information I get, the less fun it's going to be. <laughs> well, here's a weird twist. Maybe it doesn't make it's... it as bad. He got married in 1985, after this was made, the year after yeah. this was made, and yeah. then he got divorced in 1989, and he marries Kate Capshaw in 1991. So I think right. I think you're so in the they... clear. Like, there's no. No, but there's th- no that's why, like, I don't like the more details I get. It's just like, oh, like two people, like two people worked professionally together, like kept like kept in contact here and there, like hit a point where they were both single, got together, fell in love and got married. Like, oh, that's not fun. Like, <laughs> I, I like my you want you want to be tawdry. Yeah. Yeah. I like my tawdry <laughs> <laughs> Spielberg's. I, uh. I'll not tell it here, but I had a a former Come boss. On, Harrison, yeah, go for that. <laughs> I had a former boss who Andy's who's a, really into her. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> so you're telling me that uh, Spielberg's a cuck? That's the whole. That's the whole. <laughs> that's what he's into. Oh <laughs> uh, Jesus! That, that's that's going a little too far. <laughs> um. Hey, you said it. I'll just put a term to it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I uh. Um, I, I guess I got some things to unpack about this. Yeah. <laughs> about situation apparently. I um. I uh, what's funny to me, I think that was actually on this watching this again. Um, I think Kate Capshaw is the worst part of this movie, <laughs> uh, and I don't think that well, not worst part. Um, probably the the uh the overtones of horrible I, racism is probably the worst part. Oh, British colonialism fair. is probably the worst part. Fair. Uh, Kate Capshaw maybe a close third on some of that. And I don't, I don't think it's her. I think it's she. It's what she's being told to do. She's what well, she she's doing what she's being given to do. Yeah, and and so all right. So I watched this with my kids the other night, and it was the first movie I've done for the podcast where I took notes while watching with the kids. 
How hard they, was that? They were kind of amused by that. Um, <laughs> that I was like taking notes and stuff. So it was, it was interesting. Um, and I'm curious at what point I got to go back and listen to some of these indie episodes we do and see if it'd be okay for them to listen to it. <laughs> uh, cause I think they're curious. Oh, really? Um, well, I just think, but yeah, yeah I, was, so I, I was listening to an episode in the car and cars like, I heard you say the SH word. And I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, and I can't record this worried about my kids are going to listen to it. Nope. Necessarily. Not until they're adults. This is going to be my, mem- my memoir. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, kids. But so, all right. So we watched it, but I asked, I was asking, um, talking about the movie afterwards. Because my son Sam, I was like, what was your favorite scene? And his favorite scene was Kate Capture at the camp reacting to all the different animals in like the crazy way. And it was like, yeah, her crazy over the, like, that's for a certain audience member. And as you get older, it doesn't age great. But when you're nine, like, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, it, they did it yeah. for the short round audience, but we're unfortunately in the Indiana Jones audience. Yeah, but this is this is Sam's favorite Indiana Jones movie. You know, what's funny is I feel like because well, he, he hates he hates Indian people too. So that's, that's well, that's he made that he made that clear at your wedding. Um, that's just been a struggle. He saw, saw Jay just gave Jay the finger. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Um, we're working we're working on it, but <laughs> so, but no, I think no, I think but I think because. Pure it's action. Got short rounds, which yeah. goes a long way for a kid because they've got a real legitimate surrogate in it. And then it gets pretty wacky and zany, but then it also gets like dark and dangerous. So I think it feels like you're getting away with something as a kid that you're getting to see this to a bit. So I could see why I could see why that would be your response as like a nine year old. Yeah, I'm I'm well, I'm glad he I'm glad he liked it. I think this is probably the most fun i feel like raiders is a little too serious and you have to understand the plot or the concept of the arc a little too much and i think i took carter mm-hmm. to go see raiders in theaters because uh, uh cinemark was replaying it but then when i watched this with the boys i feel like for the most part they were more checked in on this because it's a lot more actiony to your point a little more goofy it's got some and it's got some action set pieces where it's easy to like just watch those sequences on their own. Okay, I get what's going on. They're jumping out of a plane and using like a raft to try yep. to get out. Or they're oh they're on minecarts. Okay, and they're doing minecart. Like, yeah, that you can. It's a pretty easy one as a kid to the check in and kind of get. Oh, bad guys, good guys. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I I think that I think that works in the movie's favor. I think. Um... Raiders is tough because you do have to have, I think, again, you have to have a little more context as to like what's good and bad, why. And like I, as an a, adult, I'm like, yeah, Nazis are horrible. So obviously, like, that's the bad guys. Um, struggling, struggling to get your kids to come on board with Nazis. Yeah, I just can't get in there. I just can't. I can't get in there. Um, it's a rough one. <laughs> it's it's hard to explain uh, world history to a six year old. Yeah. So I will, I will say, on the other hand, Raiders is the greatest movie ever made. So, yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm, it I'm, has that going for it. <laughs> I won't argue argue with you. I, I just think so. We, you and I talked about this on the Crystal Skull episode a little bit because we've completely recorded this out of all out of sync. Um, <laughs> but I, you said it in your notes. It made me laugh after watching this that you owe an apology to I think Crystal Skull because there's a lot of 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 Temple of Doom energy in Crystal Skull with yeah. humor. The action set pieces. I, I love Raiders so much, 
that like watching the crystal skull i was like oh man this has got a lot of goofy humor stuff in it i don't like why (laughs) and then like watching that i was like oh that's why because temple of doom and last crusade do a bunch of goofy humor and (laughs) And again so they're trying to capture yeah my theory is uh, this is what you get when you give George Lucas too much con- creative control over something is like you're going to get some wild shit. I actually think some of a, a decent bit of it is that so they had these big brainstorming sessions for Raiders where they came up with like a shitload of ideas and the ones that they didn't use in Raiders they recycled for this and which is probably why it's so good. I mean, they're still um, entertaining. And so, but I think that's good and bad. And so, I think to your point of like, Luke, I think there, there's a reason maybe some of the ideas were discarded, and some of it is that they just couldn't find a spot for it or didn't have the budget to maybe do that. But so it ends up in here. But it's kind of maybe there's a reason that idea got discarded. Um, like, um, so it's. It's, but it's also why I think this one is different in that it's so dark. Um, it's just going to a different place at times. Fair. I, uh, I, 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 I would struggle with how they do the minecart chase in uh, in <laughs> the desert of Egypt. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess that's where I have a hard time with the first three understanding where Spielberg starts and where Luke and he and ends with, and then where does Lucas pick up and, and end it's, it yeah, does I mean, feel I think like there. I think thinking of this one, it's still 50, pretty 50. tight. And well, and it's also, I wouldn't discount um, like the screenwriters and stuff are pretty involved in the process as well for this, that, I think it's still they're still really tight of feeding off each other, just having brainstorming sessions together. And I, I, I agree with you. I think Spielberg's reining in some of the Lucas like <laughs> craziness, but I think he, this does need some of the Lucas craziness of like, yeah, you need someone to say like, well, that's a dumb idea, but you also need the person just throwing out ideas of like, oh, like that's pretty cool. Um, like, all right, like, like, I don't know, I don't know who came had the idea to have it in the movie, but like ripping someone's heart out, like, man, that's the most memorable thing from this movie. Like, this is a movie with oh like, yeah, that, heart out. That that will that it's, will that will survive. Uh, that movie. scene is incredible. Like, you're not turning away from that scene. Well, so I, I'm shitting on Lucas. I should say so. Um, I think he. Had, I, he I believe you told him to go fuck himself on the last podcast. I, d- I did. So. And granted, that was less than 24 hours ago that I think I said that, or about 24 <laughs> hours ago I said that. Um, I apologize from the, from the bottom of my heart. Um, I think uh, he he has some good ideas. Nothing which would make me happier than for you to meet George Lucas. <laughs> it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Uh, that is my dream. That's my dream. Well, a lot of things are going to have to go exactly for him right to, for, for you to meet George Lucas and him to be like, hey, fuck you too, man. <laughs> hey, uh. Hey, I heard your podcast and I heard you told me to go fuck myself. Yeah. Uh, like, never hey. mind all this stuff he's created that is beloved to you and hey. it's meant hey. so much to you. I played Dark Forces on PC. It was a piece of shit. What do you think about that? <laughs> um, Howard the Duck was awesome, George. You were right on the money. <laughs> what is... Um, 
that's the movie that helped basically create Pixar. Am, am I not? Am I wrong in that? Because it was like oh, they I'd had to, to sell off yeah. some. They had to sell off like their animation arm from ILM to like make their money back because Howard the Duck was such a bad loss. There's some weird and overarching then, and story. Then there's where... some weird Apple stuff in there too. Exactly with that as well. But like, yeah, yeah it's like H- Howard the Duck is actually responsible for the iPhone. To, that's that, yeah. that's what I want to say. If you're listening to this on an Apple device. You need to thank George Lucas for making Howard the Duck because you have an iPhone because of <laughs> because of that shitty ass movie. <laughs> um, no, what I was going to say, sorry, I'm, I'm way off tangent. But what I was going to say was uh, was interesting about Lucas's ideas for this one, because I think he did the concept and some of the script, but uh, he didn't want to use Nazis again. And I've I I heard he, he didn't yeah. want to use Marion again. So he sets this as a prequel to. Raiders, so Which I think I it's all think is smart. I, I I think it's smart too. It's it's 1935. I like what I really liked about this was again it's the sequel to Raiders, even though it's technically a prequel in terms of the timeline. Um, I like that it's it's just world. It's just kind of world building. You don't you don't have to worry about understanding the character too much. You can you can get kind of it's like a Bond movie. It, it, it this is truly yeah. them setting up a Bond movie franchise. Is they. You get dropped into a cold open. Uh, yeah. There's a little exposition, but you don't need enough. You need too much, and you just get dropped into some action at, at, at the famous Club Obi-Wan and I think, uh, Shanghai. <laughs> well, which makes me so sad. I remember then that was, like, a big Easter egg. <laughs> and now, because, like, there's the internet and, like, Blu-ray. And, what, like, it's no longer, like, an interesting thing to, like, point out about the movie. Like, oh, like yeah, it's... I'm a little when, sad. Like, when do they when do they show you that it's Club Obi Wan? I miss whatever when, that that I, when they leave when they're going I through the the they're falling through the awnings or something into the taxi. Uh, yeah, or... I think when they like they fall through the awnings and maybe like drive past it. Okay, I believe that's what it is because there's no establishing shot initially, so it's after no. they come out. Yeah. So what's a but, better Easter egg in this? Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> or it being Club Obi-Wan. <laughs> I'm going to say Club Obi-Wan because the Dan Aykroyd thing I find distracting. Yeah. <laughs> I find insane, honestly. I think it's, once the Club Obi-Wan thing, when you know it's there, it just passes quickly and it's like, ah, oh, fun, cute. The Dan yeah, Aykroyd it thing, fun. it distracts me for like 10 minutes of like, what the fuck is this? What is he doing? What is this accent? Like, yeah. Once you know it's him, it's so clearly him doing like a character and it's like what is happening i think um this was in my notes but um i like so i i think he's in there because he was friends with spielberg he and spielberg were in um well spielberg made 1941 about two or three years before this it was a huge flop i think at least for spielberg which oh, is funny because no, nobody's famously a huge famously yeah. if you okay I like it. It's actually there's parts of it that are still funny to me, uh, but uh, I think Ackroyd's in that. And then if there's there's behind the scenes photos of him like hanging out with Harrison Ford and Spielberg on set. It's funny because he looks like he's delivering drugs to the set in 1984 because <laughs> he's got like aviator style tinted glasses on. He's wearing like members only jackets and shit. It's just like he looks like cocaine. <laughs> it's, it's the weirdest. <laughs> It's the weirdest appearance. But um, it's, it's funny how like the world has changed, and like the Force Awakens, like Simon Pegg and Daniel Craig are in it. Except 
they're like Daniel Craig's like a stormtrooper. Like completely like covered, like voice modification and like and Simon Pegg is like a in like a creature costume thing. Um, I didn't realize Simon Pegg was in it. Yeah, and so it's and but then you go back to this, it's like it's just Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> like, Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> yeah. He's pl- he's playing but uh Winthorpe the third from your, Trading Places. <laughs> yeah. Winthrop's grand- Winthrop grandfather. <laughs> uh, but no, but it's like, oh, everyone's gonna go see this in the theater once. You're not gonna think anything about this like random British yeah, dude yeah. in like nineteen thirties um uh, for, uh yeah what city I, I is think it's, in? i think it's shanghai is it shanghai, shanghai it might, might be, be shanghai i think it's shanghai i think it's shanghai yeah but no one's gonna think anything about this british guy in like 93 shanghai and like you're just gonna go and like oh it's just kind of fun and cute it's dan Aykroyd. <laughs> i mean where we've gone to of like oh if you're gonna stick someone in something you have to like hide them deep within a character which is crazy to think about because i i was just watching before i we we started this um 84 is the same year that ghostbusters comes out yeah, which is like, <laughs> you know, fundamentally alters the trajectory of uh, of <laughs> um, Dan Aykroyd's career. Like, um, I don't know. It's weird to. So I was trying to look up. Sorry, I'm like trying to do two things at once. I'm trying to do talk a, and do I'm trying to see hot take. On, hot take. Uh, Give me your hot take. Dan Aykroyd is take. credited for. Okay, go ahead. If uh, if we were like a. I, I would be scared to say this if we were like a podcast with like a million listeners or something, but my my uh, crystal take... skull vodka sucks. Is that what you're gonna say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my hot take is Ghostbusters overrated, Ghostbusters two underrated. Is that like a serious take? Like I can't. Yeah, that's legitimately kind of how I feel. I there's what? a lot of hate out there for Ghostbusters two. I don't and, like, hate it. I, I just don't. Still... I don't think. Yeah, it's I think as it's good still fine. Why right, do you think agree, the first one's overrated? Uh, I think it's like beloved in a way. I'm like, ah, I, it's like, yeah, I, I love it too, but I don't think it's the greatest. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I would put it on the same level of it's like it's people saying flaws. Caddyshack like, is the best comedy ever, but it's not. It's just it's good and it's got a lot of classic stuff, but it's not yeah, the best comedy. It's kind of like that of like there are people. Obviously, Ghostbusters was a huge deal when it came out. And, like, people who were, like, 10, 12 years old when it came out, like, they love it. And to me... Motherfucker, I was one when it came out. And it was still a big deal in my childhood. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that's yeah, good. But... <laughs> let me let me tell you Honestly, how much... I don't think it's that funny. Really? Yeah. I enjoy... I, I think I enjoy more of the... Uh drama supernatural aspects of it i don't think it's all I, I, I don't think it's a great comedy i think it's a great movie i don't think it's a great comedy I, i'll give you that i'll give you that i uh i laughed but, that, but that's my hot take ghostbusters is great i don't like yeah is I'm, ghostbusters, I'm, do you I'm like, perfectly do you happy like, taking the loss on this one. Like, do you like mind, Ghostbusters but... too because of the Bobby Brown cover they they play in it, <laughs> or not cover, but the LP they play throughout it? Oh man! All right, I gotta, I get may need to rewatch and amend this to make my hot. Uh, it's on Ghostb- BBC right now. If you want to pause this episode, yeah. no, and go no, watch I, Ghostbusters too. I was watching Ghostbusters yesterday. <laughs> They're doing and a back to back special. Talking about this, so, uh, I, I gotta watch both of them. And see if I really want to support this, but maybe I need to amend it to be Ghostbusters Two is funnier than Ghostbusters. 
but I got I got to rewatch. If I, I really want to double down I, on that take. <laughs> I like there's parts that I, I like about Ghostbusters too. Welcome to the Indiana Jones podcast. Uh, I like Ghostbusters <laughs> too. Um, where like it's funny to me that it opens with Ray and Winston um, going to do kids parties because that's all they can get because they got yeah. sued into the ground for fucking I, the city. <laughs> like, I also think the Bill Murray vibe of that time has not aged well. Of so 84 or, 90, or 91? 84. Or, 84. Okay. Yeah. It's got a, it's the same, similarly, I think in Stripes a little bit. Like He's got a creepy vibe opening Ghostbusters. That's not oh, quite yeah, I know. He, he, he seems like a today. sexual predator. Like, it's, right. It's, it's not quite yeah, as funny today right. as it was then. And so that, that's, like, that's, a, that's yeah. a bit of it. But No, that's, that's um, a fair point. But I, I think um, that's the, I mean, that seems to be known about Bill Murray now. Um, I like Bill Murray, I, I, but I also, there are things that are problematic about him. I mean, he predicated a lot of his career on being, like, he, there's a part of me that feels like he actually, there's a, a real piece of big urn McCracken that is actually Bill Murray. <laughs> like, he was pulling something out of himself. Of, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, the, like uh, you don't want to see these kids get Munson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. uh, I, uh, I do. Good I do time. think good I, times talking about Temple of Doom. <laughs> Temple of Doom, Munson. Well, we can talk about the pro- if, if if you want to get out of the way, we can talk about the problems of uh, Temple of Doom because that's something we we probably need to touch at some point. Yeah, um, we might as well open with it. Well, I'm, that, well, we're 30 minutes into this well, shit. We are not opening. <laughs> fair. But so uh, they submitted the script to India because they wanted to shoot in India. And India said, no, thank you. We find this offensive. It's weird. I can't even imagine why. <laughs> and it, it, I will say Spielberg has been on the record of not kind of not not being a fan of this movie. And that's partially why he wanted to do Last Crusade was to kind of apologize for this one. And I think he took it pretty hard of getting criticized that this is like really culturally insensitive. And like, I, I'm based on many of the movies he's done. I think he thinks of himself as a liberal person, a progressive person. And so yeah. I think getting criticized on that level, I think he took pretty hard. I think he's kind of distanced himself from Temple of Dune do yeah. a bit and trying to acknowledge yeah that wasn't good that's problematic and like yeah i think the guy who made schindler's list probably appreciates make, not persecuting people yeah um, like, i'm gonna try to like make up for that a little bit and like do try to be better well forward. i don't and I, and I don't blame india i mean if you think about what, what are the takeaways for for this for india for this okay um british colonialism it seems good uh um, <laughs> yeah. abusing children seems good and they all believe in some sort of voodoo magic that that can rip well, your heart out. It's like and it's, it's just, either like the people in India, they're either like evil or they're like backward peasant people. Yeah, <laughs> like, or 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 they're that's just the only depiction of like Indian people. Yeah, like, it's not a good. It's, it's just, not a good look. Yeah. And, and so uh, so most of this, I think most of those scenes were shot in Sri Lanka, which is a, an island south of, south of India. Yeah. But which I actually think I have some fixes for that, which I think would have worked and would have made the movie better. You're gonna shoot it in Mexico with their cheaper Mexican equivalent of Senor yeah. Spielberg. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually think so. They bring the in the, the British. Um, I forget what rank he is, Colonel or whatever. Yeah, I th- I think if you made him in on it, 
and kind of like the same way it's like the Nazis are perceived. It, ju- it justifies made, the, uh, the the Indian uh, separation from the the British government or British if you made, being, if you being put, a, a colony. Right. If you put brought the British in on it, so they were the bad guys. So India is being exploited by these colonizers, and then at the end, instead of having the British soldiers come, if the Indian soldiers came, yeah, to save to save him from these people. I think then you're giving the Indian people some agency and acknowledging the ways like the it's the reality and culturally it's the reality of what happened. Yeah, yeah, right. I was like, I, I think it, I don't think those are difficult things to do within it. No, I mean what, what you're describing is like you change two scenes. Literally, you just right. It, it's just yeah. that guy right. from standing over here goes to standing over there. That's about and he's all just like is. there, like the heart ripping ceremony. The British guy, like, and is in on it, and like, yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, so we should touch on. And, and, you know, it's funny. Um, well, maybe this will just talk about how naive I, I was as a kid. But uh, we have a uh, one of our our great friends uh, Jay, who who is Hindu, and his family uh, uh, migrated from India. And very successful, very, very wonderful family uh, and has been to, to both of us. Um, he did a senior speech in high school that focused on the cultural ins- insensitivities of this movie. And it's one of those things where as a kid, I just didn't think about it because yeah. I'm a, you know, <laughs> uh, no, upper middle class. white kid. that was like, important so, to like, open your eyes to things you like. Yeah, you're oblivious to. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting because he gave a speech and he talked about the heart ripping scenes. And he talks about uh, Malaram and he talked about uh, at least the extent I can remember. He talked about how that's the perception of what Indian culture was for a lot of Americans. Yeah. Um, he talked about the, the, 80s onward. the dining scene where it's like monkey brains and stuff. Uh, like, oh, yeah. It's not like, monkey brains. Yeah. It's just not indicative like, of, of what India is. Um, and I think it was it's it's interesting I'm glad I got to hear his perspective. And my parents lived in India in 1980, 1981, um, in downtown New Delhi, uh, while my dad was doing his PhD, um, who's also an archaeologist, but did not go through any of these events. Um, and uh, it, <laughs> did not did not find the Sankara stones. Uh, he did not. Uh, I, I call them the Shakira stones because I could not remember what they were called. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it, it's it's good that people acknowledge the problems with this because I think that we've moved on and I think it, it is interesting. I, I read the same thing that Spielberg seems almost embarrassed that of the way they handled this and that it's and, not, I mean, something he should he be <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And, but to credit to him, he, it does seem like he is aware of that. And when he, when you hear him talk about it, he's like, yeah, that one wasn't good. Like they had a lot of problems and that's, I felt like I needed to kind of make up for that, which I think is what makes him this being a good what director. It was is it makes um, him a good director that he understands and he's he's at least intelligent enough to not try and. What I say, like I don't, I don't know, like, I don't, and I don't know what he really personally in private feels. He may feel like as a movie, it's fine, but if I, I would, I would hope for him if he's like no, but I think some of these insensitivities when i talk about this in public i need to express like my dissatisfaction that that was not okay like i can't come back and like well you know it's still pretty good for the like uh that i have to kind of say 
the proper, the right thing to do is always acknowledge publicly. Yeah, that 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 one was a problem. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm glad I'm glad he's done that. I think it's it's weird, right? Because I guess culturally he he's he's very important to the 1980s. He's very important to. I mean, this movie was on TV, and I, I think of of the, the three that came out in the 1980s. I remember this one just being on TV all the time as a kid. Yes, yes. And my memory so, is as a kid when say we were like 10, 11, 12. Raiders and Last Crusade were saved for like Sunday afternoon at the movies yep. on CBS. Temple of Doom was on like USA all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and so I think that's that's probably where he, it runs into the most trouble. I think is not only is it in the moment probably not the right choice. I mean, he, he's he's doing it based on a, a specific window of time, and I think he's trying to go for some historical realism or accuracy around it. But in doing that, it, it, it paints a pretty poor picture. Um, but yeah. then on top of that, it's in the zeitgeist so much when we're kids that I think and it goes back to Jay's point um, that it's it's in reinforcing negative stereotypes in, or maybe even false stereotypes that, that, well, that shouldn't be there. And it's why that's so problematic, because when you're eight years old watching this, you don't have the awareness or consciousness like, of the world to understand oh these are negative stereotypes and yeah. like, i gotta take this with a grain of salt or like i gotta kind of be intelligent about this like it's just telling you how the world is and that's incor- that you incorporate that into your thoughts about the world and why it, why it's so problematic because it's something that is made for kids largely that's what how they're gonna think of that like yeah. Um, yeah, these are kids who are never going to go to India. Uh, many are never going to meet an Indian person. This is going to be their exposure to that. Um, and I think it's important to like. I think it's really important to note that at the time, it was a problem. It's not like, oh, hindsight. Oh, yeah, in 1984, like, this was not acceptable either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. it's like it's like because there are things like oh, like we've grown and learned. Like no, <laughs> like this in 1984, like there were people in the world saying this is bad and you should the country of india <laughs> country of india right. said no you can't like, film her motherfucker right. there like, are people who said like... who told them who told the people making this movie you shouldn't do this it's yeah. bad like it looks bad and so, so what did they I, do it's really important to yeah they went and a few they miles a bad... they, they went a few miles yeah. south uh, to they Sri made Lanka. a bad decision of yeah no yeah i i it's it's a shame, and it, it, I'm glad I, I had a friend who helped highlight some of those issues. Because um, I, I think it just it was one of those things where I just it never occurred to me as a kid. And I think um, well, when when you see it at eight, and then it's hard to change that from like eight to eighteen, and that someone tells it to you. Yeah, I I agree. And so, um, okay, well, we've covered. I, hopefully, I mean. Look, I think at the end of the day, we, we, we what we're trying to highlight here is that there's problems with this movie. As much as we enjoy it, there's still problems with it culturally and, and to the point that even the director has admitted that. And from Spielberg, that says a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I for whatever enjoyment we have, I hope that's not reflected on these type of issues or are tied to that. But uh, yeah, so I, I what I wanted to talk about, though, was um, Octopussy. Octopussy uh, came out the same year or year before. 
Oh, what's that? Oh, that's just my little octopusy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that do, one, do, I, do, I, do you really want to get into? Say is so dumb. <laughs> it's called say, octopusy. Do, do you want to get into Kamal Khan, uh, played by Louis Jordan? Yeah. <laughs> um, that one's bad. That one's really bad. Or the tennis <laughs> match that takes place on the uh, on the Tuk Tuk race across uh, Delhi. No, what I wanted. Um, to, no. No, no, I think we're already. I think I want to talk about the opening in Temple of Doom. Because <laughs> well, before we, it's the best James Bond cold opening of the eighties. <laughs> it is, uh, but I, I just want to say one thing before we get there, and it, it, we didn't talk about it much with Crystal Skull, but this one, the budget's twenty eight million, and its box office did three hundred and thirty three million, yeah, which is wild insane. because it's like, only yeah. five million less than Jedi, which came out the year before, and it's crazy to me just because. Um, Jedi is all visual effects and there's they're going crazy you know it's kind of like they've had two movies to kind of figure out how they're going to do this the visual effects and they're they're still innovating when they do that and it's all on the screen and even this it's only five million cheaper but it's it's funny because it's not such a visually visual effects based film so I I was always surprised I think it I think it's expensive to shoot on location okay they're in the jungle shooting and that's really hard to do fair um especially at this time of when it's all film um so I, I think that's where the money is kind of and i mean there's definitely some effects in this but oh no um, no and, and i don't want i'm not trying to take away from it but yeah it, it's always it always kind of blew me away how in the course of a year how much a budget can can grow i mean what else came out this year i mean 84 yeah. It's two years after Blade Runner, which today I think is the 41st anniversary of Blade Runner coming out. Terminator came out this year. Um, but yeah, it just seems like it's a it's a it's a big budget and it's for being so so much uh focused on practical effects, it's just crazy that like it cost almost as almost as much as Jedi. Jedi did five hundred million dollars at the box office, which is fucking enormous uh, uh at the time. But um yeah, so all right. So I just want to touch on that, but you you want to talk about let's you want to talk about Club Obi Wan and what's going on in Club Obi Wan and and oh, uh, the dance yeah. specials and and all so, that stuff. I do love this opening, um, and and in particular, I love the Kate Capshaw titles on the screen: Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And she's, and she's in, like in front in of it. She's superimposed in front of it, in front of it, and like, like yeah, and they're and like. I, I just think it's like like it's just like so cool. <laughs> like it's just so no, I, I I like the it, opening credits it is too. Awesome. It doesn't make sense in a lot of ways because it's um well the whole the whole opening dance sequence doesn't make sense in a lot of ways. No, it's like, not logically it, I, possible I love it. within it's, the club. But I think that's a lot the of fun of it is to be like you need to push logic out. Like it's trying to tell the viewer. And that's why the song is "Anything Goes." That is very intentional. You're trying to tell the viewer, like, we're going to a place, like, su- like suspend your disbelief. We're just going on a fun adventure, and this is about things being cool and fun and visually interesting. And like, don't like, don't take it too seriously. Don't try to apply like spatial logic to things. Um, and I, I think it works well. I think I think it's. Um, I, I I agree. I, I like I, it. I, I um I think it's fun. I always liked 
that it's this opening with uh Willie come the character Willie comes out, you get the title, and then it goes to like this giant stage with like a dozen, two dozen dancers and they're uh or line dancers. And I mean it's like nineteen thirties, like Busby Berkeley, like musical number. Yeah. Kind of type of stuff of like massive sound stage type things. So, yeah. The only thing that takes me out of it is they do a split down this row of, of dancers and then they they just reverse the film to basically show them standing back up from a from a <laughs> split position. I'm like, there's okay, that's fucking George Lucas. Like that's a Lucas move right there. <laughs> Man, you really get an axe to grind with George Lucas. <laughs> he built a world and then he decided to tear it down. The guy makes me mad. <laughs> Uh, man. I was watching. This is how nerdy I am. I was watching. Uh, I don't know if, if you remember this, but on the N64, there was um, uh, uh, Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> yeah, with, uh, yeah Dash Rindar. And that was like a really fun game. And I was like, I was like, damn, I was like, what a name. <laughs> what is a good name is a good name. And uh, it feels you know what it feels like. It feels like somebody who was actually animating the game. They're like, uh, we have to render this scene. What should we name the character? Dash. <laughs> Dash what? Dash render. What about Rendar? Yes, great. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, that was the Lucas contribution making it Rendar. <laughs> uh, you, you switched. Yeah, you add an A instead of an E somewhere yeah. in there, yeah. and you're good to <laughs> that go. Was pure Lucas. <laughs> yeah, which it's a good game. I will say that. Uh, but um, it that did make me laugh when they they reversed back up from the split position. But I, I like it's like it sparkles. It's it's big. It's bright. And it's this big opening number that it doesn't it transcends the space and, and energy that's in that in the club Obi Wan and you get to your point it just gives you this 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 sense of presence and this big space that drops you then right yeah, into like, the plot. This is going to be a big spectacle. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's a it's a good primer for the, what the rest of the movie's going to be. Um, and that what's crazy though is they go from that to the scene at the table, which is so confined. In an awesome yeah. way that's very tense and very dramatic, that it's so tight feeling, um, with great, great dialogue. Uh, yeah, and I, I actually, I really liked. I, I think this. You, you liked it too. I like this scene a lot. Um, the Lao Shea and his henchmen are like a really fun. It's like a super James Bondy thing, like. Uh, it yeah. basically picks up where Indy's finishing a mission that he was put on to by Lao Shea, and they're they're supposed to be trading. Um, oh God, I cannot think of the character or what what the name of the, the it's a it's an urn. Do, they're basically you hurry or like yeah a, yeah but yeah. But they're trading an urn for a diamond, like a gigantic like a gigantic diamond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's a it's a fun. I think it's the best use of a lazy Susan in a movie, perhaps where. They're trading. Um, uh, <laughs> Can't argue with you. Ancient Chinese awesome. ashes and <laughs> yeah. uh, a huge diamond. Well, because um, then you learn it's like the poison drink on it too. That's going back and forth. And so, yeah, there's so much going on with it. That yeah. Well, and this has got a lot of um, uh, really good actors. So, uh, Rick Young, who plays uh, Cal, who's one of the the henchmen, and then uh, Roy uh, Chow, which plays Lao Shen. Um, it's a really fun bad guy. You only get him for five minutes, not even five minutes, probably. You get him for like two minutes. And then um 
it yeah, goes into all like memorable. Like they're, yeah, yes. they're all, it's yeah. The whole, the whole. I think, I think this whole opening is awesome. I love it. It's like the cold. It, it well, it, it probably shouldn't even call it cold open, um, because it, it, it is basically the primer for what becomes the rest of the movie. If this, if these events don't happen, you know, you don't have. Yeah, but it's like a James Bond movie. Though sometimes the cold open has no bearing on like the rest of the movie, and sometimes it does. And this one, it does matter for the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's like uh goldeneye goldeneye where that's actually the whole setup yeah. for the rest of the it, plot you yeah. just don't know it when you watch it's all it. set and yeah so um but i i like the fight i like the poison to your point um i like that that uh indy tries to take <laughs> willie hostage what's that it's the antidote <laughs> the poison oh, you just drank <laughs> the poison you just drank <laughs> Yeah, no, it's really it's really well delivered. And they those yeah those they're having such a good time playing those roles. Like they're just so like delighted by like their double crossing of of Indy and that. Yeah. Well, my favorite is uh, Indy continues to just pull out his collar to show that he's obviously in distress, and then he goes over to a, a table um, with a flaming <laughs> yes. kebab and then whips it into a guy's chest, and then he kills the uh, the first henchman. Who shoots his gun? Chaos erupts in the entire club Obi Wan, and uh, um, you're kind of off to this awesome fight, which I thought was a lot of fun because the fight is partially POV, but it, it, it's kind of like a madhouse. And we talked about it in Crystal Skulls a little bit, um, where uh, it it's chaos, and so Indy gets spun around. And he just punches a cigarette girl in the face, and it <laughs> ends up creates this huge fight for everybody else in this in the club. And it's Which, and it so I was like, Indy's kind of a dick in this one. Oh yeah, he's a huge dick. <laughs> he punches a cigarette woman. It's not entirely his fault, but then he's always referring to Willie as like sweetheart in like a really sarcastic way, or like babe or hun. And like, like oh, if you weren't Harrison Ford, you have all this charisma, and we love you. Like. Uh, you're kind of a jerk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. It, but he, he, Ford does pull it off. Yeah, he, that's why it's so like. I was so I was listening to the rewatchables today of um Last Crusade. Last, yeah, I haven't finished and, that one and, yet, but and yeah. they were talking and they were talking about um some of the scenes like, like man, like I don't think we appreciate how great an actor Harrison Ford is. Like he's selling stuff. He's selling some exposition exposition of these things so that's like like this would be bad like people would laugh at it except he's so charming and great at selling this stuff that it's like iconic instead instead of being bad it's iconic it's like god he's incredible well uh i was watching empire again uh this morning and the scene where he gets put into carbonite and leia it's supposed to be this huge emotional moment, and I, I I'd love to have seen it for the first time in theaters, nineteen eighty, when it was when it was new. But uh, Leia's knows they know he may not make it through this, and they know that there's there's a lot in the line, and that Luke is Luke is in, at risk after this. And Leia feels like she goes out on a limb, and she steps forward and says, "I love you," and then Ford just goes, "I know," and then he just disappears into the carbonite after that yeah. and it's such a well-delivered uh moment for the character but everything he does if you just take it at face value it's like oh he's just being a shitbag but it's like right but it's like but, but the way he, he delivers he's it, able to deliver it in a yeah. way that's like 
there's a meaning behind it. Yeah, you know that and he he loves her too in that yeah. moment. You know that he he's putting on an act to be the guy he needs to be in that moment, but there's something but more behind he's it. He's communicating when he says like I know, like he's communicating so much more of like yeah. I know and like is also like an I love you too in there of like yeah. But like that's why I've been like well, and all the scenes... hitting on you all this time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't blame you. I can't blame you. Um, but all the scenes in this with him in short round, I mean, Will, Willie, I feel like they don't use it, use her wellness, but... Um, I, yeah, she's kind of just comic relief for yeah. big chunks of the movie. But yeah. all of his stuff with short round is like, it's got really impactful it's moments. Great it's, they're good. They're just really, yeah. really good. Really, yeah, and, and you see that there's a depth to their relationship. And you see that there's a true affection between the two of them and that um, I think my favorite scene in this, and I think it was one of the scenes that helped get, um, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, but uh, uh, short rounds, it's Ki. Yeah, Ki Hu Kwan. Ki Hu Kwan. When they're playing cards and the whole scene is about Willie just doing humor and like animals. It's, It's Sam's favorite scene, right? It's the yeah, you know, yeah, big scene with she's like there's the bat and the yeah and yeah she thinks the elephant like the snake's an elephant trunk and that's yeah but they're playing I I love that him and short playing poker. Are, are playing poker yeah. and it's crazy because you got a man who's forty and you've got a kid who's like ten and this is where Ford's so great his yeah. banter back and forth is he's treating him like an he's equal playing with another adult like an yeah equal. and I really and, I but, really, and they, really like sh- but it's, they also it's so good short round is cheating Indy. And yeah, like, and then he pulls he's the a, card he's out. A step ahead, he's like a step ahead of Indy. Like he's yeah, and then they start arguing in, in Mandarin, and it's like okay, it's like they're they're they're. That, it's, I, like, I like yeah. that. I like that There's a lot. A smart that they feel kid like who's Indy's equal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it's such a, it's such a good moment for the two of them, and it helps build. Like there's a moment later on when Indy gets turned, and then short round brings him back. And then after they they talk about how much they love each other, and it's like it feels so earned because you can tell there's this mutual respect for the two yeah. of them, and that they're yeah. so important to each other in their lives. I don't know. It just made me like as an adult, I'm like, God, this is so good. It's a it's real so well done moment in the movie between the two of them that you don't. Yeah, it, it's so many movies do poorly. Yeah, and, and that moment is like fully earned and like heartfelt, and you really like yeah. I would put it up there with um so your background is still the the scene after they after Indy drives off yeah. the, the cliff in, in in Last Crusade. And it put I put it up there with, almost with the emotional levity of of uh when Henry, uh played by Sean Connery, hugs him and just realizes like I thought yeah. I lost you. Yeah. It just feels like that where it's like, man, there's just so much weight, but you're so happy these people like love each other, and it's just such a good, wonderful movie moment. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Anyway, I'm done. That's, that's, that's my entire point. I'm sorry. Uh, so I was gonna highlight one in the opening, one more line of when, um, so Indy has another guy working with him who's like undercover at the club, and after he's got poisoned, he comes up and has like a gun underneath like uh, uh, the serving tray. And it's such a great and. and I mean, Harrison Ford is great, but so he p- delivers it so like low key and underplayed. Um, the guy is like, got the gun, and he's like, "Great service here." And it's yeah, so fucking good. Like, 
and that's what like Harrison was so good at delivering lines like that of like he's like downplaying it because he knows like it's like kind of the downplaying it makes it bigger and it's so smart of a delivery yeah that guy oh man i was like i was looking at that guy's played by um wuhan is played by david yip and i was like man i know him from a bunch of other stuff and i looked it up uh he was in a view to a kill Oh, is he the FBI agent? He's that, the FBI that, agent that okay. they ends up getting murdered. <laughs> they get, but the, they, he's like looking for like shop, like soft shell crab. <laughs> yeah, that's like their secret message. Is <laughs> yeah, soft shell crab is the secret message yeah. to get into uh, <laughs> uh, the CIA's uh, yeah. inner circle in San yes. Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's soft shell crab guy. But he's <laughs> I, you're, you're right. Like like it's it's fun to get in Raiders. All you get is. Um, Oh, what's his name? Who's the actor who played? He played Doctor Octopus. It's a horrible reference, but uh, oh, Alfred Molina. Yeah, yeah, Alfred Molina plays uh, the guy, like one of his, his like associates or his his yeah. his sidekicks that helps him through a mission. And uh, here, and he ends up being a bad guy. Here, like uh, uh, Wuhan ends up being a good guy, and uh, you're excited to see it. And then it's sad because he gets shot and killed almost immediately. So, yeah, it's just I don't know. Bum me out. I was like, I hope that's not the future for short round. Is he's just some <laughs> indie indie sidekick that uh, that gets murdered in a in a bad deal? Yeah, I, it's happening, isn't it? No, but it's it's a it's it's weird. We've never like I don't know. It'd be nice to get like some reference in one like one of those sequels or anything of like what happened to short round. Well, that's what I was saying. Is you and I were talking about like, uh, like is he like an archaeology student somewhere like else? Uh, like when you're in like Last Crusade time, so he's out like ten years older or something. So is he is he like oh, just off at college somewhere else? Like, it'd just be wonderful to hear like oh he's still like doing okay and like yeah. I, I hope he is. Like I I, I think I actually. Um... I'll go on a limb here and say that I, I I would be willing to bet he's one of the best characters in this entire series. Yeah. Like just in terms of oh, what he can definitely. deliver on screen so... and, and how much fun he, he brings to it. Well, that's um, incredible from like a child performance. Like those can oh, be yeah. so grating and often like he's like beloved. Like he, you just love him. Well, now I got to go look up uh Kihoi. Kwan's age. He was born in 1971. So in this, he's like he's probably like 12 when they're shooting this, which is yeah, wild to think sense. about that he's he's delivering what he can. And he's got yeah. damn as an actor, he's got 13 credits. And uh two of them are Spielberg properties. And he's I forgot he, he was an Encino man. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I don't. But, but I, I, anyway, I think he's one of the most beloved characters in this series because he, he just, yeah, for for a kid, he just is able to deliver so much uh, on screen and, and and give you so much emotion and make you feel like there's a real bond between him and Indy the whole the whole time. And I, I love the his quips of of you call him Doctor Jones, lady. <laughs> And shit like that. So I don't know. I, I I think that was one of my takeaways from from rewatching this. It'd been a while, but rewatching this and 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 my appreciation of how much he can deliver on this. Yeah. No. It, it, 
and especially I think for like a kid audience, he's so fun. Of they actually seeing a kid in these movies, like fighting the bad guys and being an important, important part of the adventure. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, um, well, so, all right. So, Club Obi Wan, we talked about, uh, Lao Shea. Fun touch <laughs> that Lao, the Lao Shea, um, uh, plane. I, lo- I love that reveal. Oh, that's such a great, yeah. <laughs> where Indy thinks he's got the last word and then he closed the door. It's a Lao Shea. It's like Lao Shea transporter logistics or something. Like yeah. That. <laughs> that's a really, really fun touch. <laughs> um, it is such a, like an Indy touch of like Indy thinks. And it's such the Indiana Jones character of the rug getting pulled out from under him when he thinks he has it figured out. Of that makes makes these movies so fun. That like oh, like, he thinks that, like everything's and like yeah, he's gonna improvise and figure something out. <laughs> I uh, I liked that, and then and then obviously the 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 the, the plane crash that comes after it. Um, it's funny we talked about it a little bit, but the the raft scene where yeah. <laughs> they jump out of an airplane with with they have, they have their parachutes because the pilots have bailed out because Lao Shea's directed them to to kill Indy. Um, but I like that, uh, um, the, the raft scene is like a precursor to the waterfall scene in, uh, in crystal skull, <laughs> except maybe done That's a little bit better. Taking it and, like, and why it's like, sometimes when people like for like crystal skull and talk about it's like, well, in the second movie, they jump out of a plane on a raft. Like, <laughs> I think we're established that we're playing a little loose with the, uh, the physics we're letting whatever like wacky improvisational plan this character comes up with. We're kind of letting it fly that like it worked out for them, <laughs> even though yeah. we all kind of know like, yeah, that'd probably go poorly, <laughs> but there's a chance. I, um, I'm willing to forgive it here because they do it once with the waterfall. When they go over it, they do it three times in crystal skull. I'm like, okay, like, well, that's you- why this one, I, I kind of feel the waterfall is a touch too much because they already did jumping out of the plane. No, you're right. You're right. And but... then they, and then it's like the waterfall too. And it's like, well, yeah, I guess if the plane stuff worked, I guess you could do a waterfall. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, like sure. Like, um, but it's also again to the, when I was like 10, 12, even probably like 14, 15, didn't question that at all. It was just fun. It was. And it felt like it still had stakes. And I think that's... I'll go back to... Um, I think when I said this in Crystal Skulls, but uh, or Crystal Skull, but this feels like it still has stakes for the adventures. Maybe it's because I was a kid when I saw it the first time. Whereas Crystal Skull, you just never feel like there's any real danger. Yeah, but I don't on. know if for Crystal Skull, if you're like seeing it for the first time at 10 years old... Yeah, if, we talk we because you're this. living because you're living in a world where there's all these like Marvel movies and all this, like it just needs to be brought up a notch or three for uh, a modern audience. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's tough. I I don't. I guess I I guess I don't want to see it evolve past what we see here, and and they did that, and I think that's where my big turnoff with Crystal Skull is is. I'll 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 go some of the distance with them to to the impl- implausibility <laughs> of it, but I won't go the whole. 
that they want to go. Well, it's why it's why it's so important the relationship between like Indian short rounds. Yeah, you care so much about it, and it's established and done so well. Because when you love and care about that, then stakes. like right, exactly. There are stakes, and then it's like all this stuff like heightening like the tension and danger it's like well yeah that's not entirely plausible but like there's this other thing you're invested in emotionally so like you go on yeah that's yeah that's i i i i I, why character matters (laughs) i mean the 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 racial issues with india notwithstanding i think this this was not always apparently this was not one of the favorite movies but I, i i really enjoyed this as an action movie um and I think it it delivers on a lot of fronts. Yeah, um, uh, the mine car chase, cart chase at the end. Uh, a lot of the stuff in the in the was the thuggy is the name of the the group that's yeah that's um, running that that ring of slave children and stuff like that. I as an action movie, I think this this delivers. And yeah, the the raft stuff is all over the top, but it's not as bad to me or as offensive to me as what Crystal Skull was with we're going to give you that and we're going to just beat you over the head with it the whole time too. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I do like in the India setting, so after they go on the rap stuff, they end up and they're like, where are we? And he's like, India. And it's like, oh, they see uh, a guy there who's obviously Indian. And they go back to the village. And the one thing I do like that I think nicely establishes some character for Indy and for Willie is, and I, I think is actually... I, I, well, I think it's not terrible. I don't know. I guess we'll just talk about it. They go back, they bring him back to the village and they give them food to eat. And, and he, like, you, he tells, telling Willie, like, you need to eat that. You're being rude. And she's like, like well, no, like, I don't want to. And they like, this is more food than they get in a month or something. Like, you're embarrassing me. Like, um, I, I do think that's a nice egg for both of their characters. It kind of makes you like Indy. He's smart, appreciative, sensitive to this culture. And then I think that is one portrayal of at least like the Indian people that is like, oh, it's a culture of like generosity of we found these like people like lost and like fell out of a plane and down a waterfall and floated up in front of our village um and we like took them in and like took care of them um and i think that's one thing that is is, is actually like nice a nice portrayal of <laughs> well it's it's they're they're trying to right i think that's that's the idea is is and i think and, like, the is... village has been hit by this like um famine from losing no, and then then we get into where it's supernatural things well, that are maybe. And I, I was just looking. I guess there was a famine in India in the the, the mid thirties through the mid forties, um, potentially caused by the British. And I think I think that's that maybe what they're trying to allude to is um, mm. uh, a, a British induced famine. But um, no, I I think it is a positive portrayal, and I I like. I it slow the movie slows down a lot for me in the second act. Um, and, and actually, if you think about it, it's really all exposition and humor. There's no real action in the second act. There's it's a all- long stretch where they get, where they're leaving the village. Well, they get to the, the village, 
No, they're getting to the palace. Then they go to the palace. Then they're up, going up, up to, to, or village to the palace. And then they're having dinner at the palace. And then yeah. it's the kind of fight scenes in their rooms. And until then, they kind of get back to, okay, we're going to find like this cult under the palace. And then it kind of gets more to, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, does slow down a bit there where there's not. Well, so as a kid, grew, grew up in the 80s and watched this a lot on um, uh, cable. That was always a really slow spot for me because you got to think this is almost three hours probably with commercial breaks. And then that's the whole second act is kind of quiet. So I, I always had a hard time. Well, if you're watching on TV, there's probably like 30 to 40 minutes right there where like you might flip between some channels. <laughs> commercial like, well, it's like, oh, they're like, oh, they get to the village. If you've seen it, it's like, OK, they get to the village. They're going to tell them to go find help them find this in Carstones. They're going to go on the elephant and Willie's going to do some goofy stuff. And then they're going to get to the palace. and They're going to have the weird dinner. And they, um, and then it's going to pick up again when like, Indy gets attacked in the in the, the palace room and they find the hidden doorway to go and then Indian short round get trapped in the spike room and so then it really kind of picks back up again but there is kind of that yeah it's just kind of it's a lull that's all yeah it's just if you've seen it you don't you know what it's going to do you don't necessarily need to see it again yeah but the third act uh, crushes it after that more than makes up for it well then but, it uh, picks back up to kind of I think where well, Raiders and last crusade are pretty like just relentless, like head on energy of move into like engaging scene to engaging scene. That yeah, no, I I I really like the third act in this, and I really like um um uh, it, it. I think it's actually paced better than maybe the other two are for the third act, just because you you really I, it doesn't feel like you slow down. Um, for the last maybe 45 minutes of this movie. In a yeah, good way. no, I'd agree. It really picks way. up to like be pretty much like you're not turning it off or stepping away or like, yeah, it's it's um it's all uh we'll do it. I'm gonna pause it real quick and I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> all, right. all right, sorry about that. So took a quick break, but I guess I didn't want to go too far down the rabbit hole without just talking out talking about it uh, the you know plot wise you mentioned it uh indy goes to the palace of pencott and we meet the maharaja we meet the british we meet um some elderly uh indian statesmen that that seem to have uh an interesting handle or control over the maharaja um but yeah uh, the backstory on like the 20 Indian people at this dinner who are really excited about like the snake surprise and it doesn't things. make a lot like, of sense. I don't I don't know who these people are, <laughs> like, but well, the guy who played Blanc, uh, or um, I'm sorry, Doslam, I think in uh, the Prime Minister, <laughs> the Prime Minister uh, also played Doslam in uh, uh, Street Fighter, which is within the top twenty of episodes downloaded for us. So you should go check that out. <laughs> um. <laughs> What 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 are you doing trying to promote our podcast? Uh, well, I'm <laughs> just not, surprised. That's not what we do. I'm surprised it's ranked that high because it's it's a uh, Street Fighter. But I think we need to do an episode where we just talk about 
the download ratings of our, of this podcast. <laughs> I'll do it because they can use me. It's very interesting. <laughs> like there's some that like, make sense, and there's some that's like really okay. I'll, if you want to, I'll do it. it. It confuses the hell out of me, but I'm I'm happy to talk about it. But um, you know, it's funny. Was the, the what I wanted to say was kind of going in that. I I guess we're we're kind of bouncing around, but that whole third act, which, which, which what got me was. There's supposed to be this playful scene between Indy and um, Willie where they're they're supposed to be building sexual tension. <laughs> they have exactly rooms across the hall. Please go ahead, go ask me ask me what you're going to ask. I want to I want to know. Well, now I want to kind of. Well, I was going to ask you your thoughts on the chemistry between Indy and Willie. None. There's none. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird because as a kid, it, it felt like. He's like, oh, two adults who, who like, yeah, they're I'm into each other. They, I'm being told they're into it. Yeah, yeah. You buy it as a kid, but but yeah, as an adult, I'm like, oh, there's like no chemistry here, and it's not like the actors. Fault. It's like, and like part think. of it is like, it's also like, okay, they're both like hot, attractive people. So yeah. sure, I guess maybe me hot, attractive, and they just bone each other. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How, like, what happens in that world? <laughs> well, two hot, attractive people. But yeah, it's like chemistry is like it's too on the nose. Like there's no there's nothing left to the imagination. They 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 they, they they're trying too hard to make it sexy. They either hate each other or it's like witty movie banter. Back yeah, and, and that that was. That was disappointing, I guess, as an adult, because you, you keep thinking, um, they're gonna have this big romance, uh, not to use James Con from Thieves movies, but or the uh, uh quote, <laughs> but um, it, it's 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 just it doesn't land, and then they play the whole scene for humor because Indy then gets attacked, while Willie thinks that he's in the next room, basically trying to be the bigger person and shun and shun her so <laughs> which i i, I get yeah. it but it's like because they i think i feel like i feel like the movie makes a bad choice if they rely so much on willie for humor throughout the whole arc of the story that you never allow yourself to take her seriously as a character and so that doesn't allow you to build any kind of sexual tension or chemistry between her yeah and by you. the end of the movie you have no concept of who she is as a person no none None. Is she selfish or, and yeah, self-absorbed, like, or is she actually like kind of virtuous and, and wants to help these people? And right, and like now. there are times she's dumb, but times she is maybe playing dumb because that's you know it's in the 1930s, so maybe like she's had to like kind of play. Oh, I'm a dumb woman, and they use that as like a smart tool to like exploit men. And, like, but then there are times where she seems legitimately dumb, and it's like I, just, I don't know what. Yeah, yeah. It it just feels yeah, weird. They, weird. It's not, it's certainly not Indian Marion. <laughs> no, and I, I think, I think that's, there's, there's what, a reason King Crystal Skull is not bringing back Kate Capshaw to yeah, be Mutt's mom. I, I'm, I don't think it's the actor's fault. I think it's just the, the way the story No, that's how they really her. care. Yeah, it's not yeah. well written. That, that, yeah, that, or, well, maybe that's not fair. It's, it's being, it's a totally just comedic role. Is all they're yeah. trying to do with it, and that's what. Um, but it doesn't. It'd be nice. It'd be nice if they were able to, you know, go past that a little bit as well. Agreed. And then that was my issue with Karen Allen and and Crystal Skull is, you want to see a dynamic where she feels more of an equal or 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 better perhaps than Indy, 
on their in their relationship. And then even in Crystal Skull, they kind of set her up as this person who's this forlorn lover of Indy that's never, you know, who's just been waiting for 20 years and had a kid, you know, waiting for him to come back into her life. And it's just her and Willie don't feel that different or Crystal Skull, Marion don't, and, and Willie don't feel that different of, of characters. They just feel very two dimensional. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, weird way to play it, but, um, man, you, you, you really want to talk more about Crystal Skull. I had a hard do time because do we need um, an, an addendum to like add another hour to that podcast? <laughs> no, God, I think we already talked two or two and a half hours about it. I, I didn't check the time on it, but it's it's. it's, it's I think it was like two twenty or something. Yeah. It's already too long. It's already too long. Um, <laughs> but it, you, you and I talked about it. there is a lot of energy of the same energy between those two movies, between Crystal Skull and this. That yeah, it feels yeah. like they're pointing back to it and saying, "Well, hey, it worked in Temple of Doom. Let's let's do that and, again." And there's like some fun stuff, but, but so this movie is a little weird in how dark it can get at times. Mm. But it also can have that like fun energy. So, um, like Willie is in the hallway and she's like, "You'll remember this night. This is the night like, um, like I slipped through your fingers." And it shows Indy being choked. He's like reaching his fingers out to the door. Of like of and it's obviously he's like wanting her to come in for help to not die as opposed to like the sexual relationship. Oh, he wanted but, both. He wanted he wanted to care. Um, like, he wanted the care. That's special. like that's um, Jesus. <laughs> oh, is that too much? Uh, Sorry. Uh, well, yeah. Well, speaking of too much, because you have that going on where it's like cute and playful, and then the guy he's fighting gets the, the whip gets caught up in the fan, and the guy gets like hung from the fan. And, and, uh, technically, by by short round, in the some and dies, and it's like that's pretty morbid. Like, I mean, I get like Raiders has a guy get like chopped up by like of a plane helicopter and people melting and stuff. Um, well, this it feels like a little darker and like a little meaner. And it has like that, that guy who gets crushed to death. Which actually, that's a great point. We should talk about is one of those final fights. Is uh, you? I think oh, I can't remember when you mentioned it, but um, I think you mentioned it during the last crusade episode but uh the vic armstrong influence in this movie probably especially oh, yeah. the third act of this you i don't know if you want to talk about that but i i, I well, was a look at back surgery during production on this and was just like out of out of pocket for weeks and so they were shooing what they could and vic armstrong was the stunt double and so there's a lot of they shot a lot of like the action stuff where a lot of, I mean, I think there's a good chunk of it where you think it's Harrison Ford, but it's Vic Armstrong as a stunt double with kind of the hat pulled low um, or shooting like a little more um, longer shots, more yeah. medium shots of things of trying to keep the production going. But you had a great point of that. There's times where Indy's kind of running or moving where it looks a little awkward and it's like, oh, well, it's probably because Harrison Ford just had back surgery. Yeah, the, the part where he comes out of that trance um, after short round, he and short round, short round brings him brings him back and then they they fight off the thuggy and Harrison Ford kind of runs across like a scene, but his back is like his back is like arced. It's I, I, I remember watching this as a kid and even thinking it was weird. It's like his back is arced back. And he kind of like is just all legs moving, and like, you're like, oh, that's a, <laughs> like, oh, that's a weird run. Just... <laughs> it's like, 
Oh, he had serious like he had like a herniated disc. Like that's he, probably why he's, he's doing in his that. like early he's in his early mid forties and like had back surgery. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's a very reasonable way for him to act. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. But no, I, I I thought a lot about the Vic Armstrong thing that you mentioned because uh, a lot of that those scenes where he fights on the conveyor belt and he's, yeah. he's being stabbed by the uh, the voodoo doll that the the Maharaja has of him is uh, being stabbed and it's wide shots of any with his hat pulled low and I'm thinking that that's got to be all Vic Armstrong shooting that and then, because... but then there's some like really close close ups cut in there as yeah. well where it's like oh so everything else they're doing those close close-ups because they're it's like an establishing to, shot that it's yeah. actually harrison ford yeah yeah i i, I like that though I, I i made a point to try and watch out for where i thought it was vic armstrong or not but it's hard to tell you, can, you really can't no they do a which... great job it's really good yeah know? which I, I think it helps that I mean, Harrison Ford is like, a, a, I forget how tall he is, but he's a big guy. And like Vic Armstrong is a big guy. I think that goes a long way that they're both height wise similar. So as long as you're putting him in like the general, like, and like, and like Vic Armstrong talk about, oh, like, I would do, I know, like, I knew I would I'd prepare myself if I knew I was doing Harrison Ford because I, was like, I know Harrison keeps himself in shape. So I got to be like trim. And in shape, if I'm doubling him, and we kind of like know what he needed to do to properly pull that off. Um, I mean, I've seen behind the scenes, but they they at a distance they look like they're brothers. Yeah, they do, especially like made up with the like makeup here. It's like they really do look a a good bit alike. Yeah, yeah. I um, but yeah, I, I Vic Armstrong was on the front of my mind when I was watching this one. Um. But I, I, I was just going to say, you know, besides the that Willie stuff, I really like the I, I like the third act a lot in this just because uh, and I watched this and on the four I think it's the 4K restoration that that's on Paramount Plus Paramount, right now. Yeah. God, it is a kid. I remember it was like, OK, it looks kind of cool. But now in high def and widescreen, it's like, holy shit, this is yeah, like when they, a painting so, on every scene. It's amazing. So when they go into like the underground caves, there's like a cool shot where it's like they're in the caves where there's like this like background red kind of lighting. Yeah, it's beautiful. So that looks incredible. Um so what so I, always a standout for me seen as a kid for me as a kid was Indian short round and I have some logistical questions about how this all what the design of this place is but Indian short round getting stuck in the spike room yeah with the ceiling and like floor like closing in on them and like yelling at Willie like you gotta pull the lever and they're all like the crazy bugs and stuff uh is an awesome scene and and a standout to me then as a kid is everything you want from an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so I, now I always view it as they're taking the trash compactor scene from a new hope. Oh man. You just ruined and, this. <laughs> and heightening, oh, no. and heightening it to a, a degree. Um, Cause it, I mean, it's very similar. 
No, it's the same. Butt. It's the same. It's just it's, instead of it being horizontal, it's vertical now. It's vertical, <laughs> but it's got, but it's got spikes. So it's like, and it's got um like but it's got like Willie outside. It's got it. bugs, bugs like trying to stop her from doing it, and and so like, but as a kid, you don't think about that. It's just like a fucking cool like. It's how you kind of want the world to be as a kid. Like, I want the I. Like, it's a weird to say, like, but I want the world. I want it to be a the world to be a place where I'm going to encounter this at some point in my life. Like, well, I and think have to like defeat this. I think you want it to be a world you can encounter, but you can still be safe in. Like, you can still yeah. figure out the the the, the premise. And I want and get the world to be this fun and interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you could build that in your the... house. Ooh. I think it makes I think it makes more of like a saw dynamic than it does like an Indiana Jones dynamic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that might not, not be a, bad, a good idea. Uh, <laughs> but I always but I... think those bugs are fucking gross. <laughs> and I always like as much as I'm like like Willie's character. I'm like, yeah, it's just comic relief, and man, there's like making her at like such a heightened level, and she's really like, like, man, I'd have a pretty tough time pulling that, like, reaching my hand in there and pulling that lever. Oh, I wouldn't do it. I don't think I'd do it. Like, yeah, like, I fully buy like her being reluctant to do this, and like, really good to me. I'm like, I buy it. Like, I give her character a lot of credit that she actually did save them. Yeah, it shows so much. It shows a lot more backbone for her character than you would have thought that character would have. Well, and the the I mean, IMDb is the thing about the grain of salt. But they said that there was over two thousand insects on like in that set. They were when they were filming it with, yeah. with Kate Capshaw. I'm like, Spielberg's fucking lucky she married him after that shit. Like that's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> or that was the deal. I was like, if I do this, you have to fucking marry me. Yeah, it's like, hey, in about six more years, this shit's happening. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, it, it's gross, and, and, but it, it's really effective. And I always love the the line where um he's like there are dead people out here and Harris is probably there are gonna be dead people in here <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. always plays great to me I always find that funny <laughs> I like that and to your, I think you said it like it's the one time in the movie where Willie's energy is actually playing at a plausible level for what what <laughs> yeah. is being brought what the situation is like, yeah. yes you should be freaking the hell out <laughs> for what's like, happening right now and, and, yeah and, and like it's it's plausible but um i do well, like when, I, I mean i guess when she's being lo- lowered into the pit of lava <laughs> that's appropriate energy as well she's surprisingly like is it like a low killer key in that. Yeah, yeah it's like then she's weirdly more low-key um yeah <laughs> but I, I i like the interaction with him in short round where like uh she runs in and bumps it bumps like another stone <laughs> and starts yeah. going again in short rounds just like she did it this time, not me. Yeah, I didn't do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that leads us down into the 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 thuggy oh, man. uh layer. Well, it, it's it looks good. It looks so and good. It looks so good. But this and it, watching it this time too, like this scene still plays so great. It's just magnetic. Like the chanting. Yeah. The building up to like the ripping the heart out and like the character is so well done. It's. I mean, it is like a scene like everyone watching it goes quiet and is just sucked into like the movie and what's happening right now. I don't think my boys watched that scene. I think they saw the the minecart scene, which is probably not a bad thing. And 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 and, <laughs> yeah. and after that, but like, what? How did your kids 
react to it. I mean, I've seen it before, so they knew, like, they, I mean, they, it's been a few years, but they were, like, were, like, oh, we're at, the, like, we're at the scene <laughs> where he's gonna pull, the, like, obviously, it is stuck with them of, like, oh, we know it's coming. Someone's we're... heart's getting ripped out of their chest. Like, this is, like, this is the scene. Uh, <laughs> to your point, though, it, it, it's set up so well. I, I love the color scheme in this. It's mm -hmm. a lot of, um, bright orange and purples and blues and it's just the contrast and it's a very it's a very well shot very beautiful you, scene you and jay were always good for doing this chant too <laughs> come on shiva come on shiva come on shiva come on shiva um uh i guess they're invoking shiva right because that's that's the idea is you have to invoke uh, no, shiva the, no shiva was the is the good guy it's kali who's the evil one who they're trying to get get the like is giving him the power i thought you had to invoke shiva okay i'm probably <laughs> I mean, Stepping I don't know on. how this all technically works, but well, I I was reading something like Wikipedia. Oh, God damn it! I was reading Wikipedia and it was like, uh, they because I my question was at the end when um uh, Indy and and uh oh god Malaram Malaram are are fighting on the bridge. I thought Indy invoked the name of Shiva, and that that was what ignited the stones, which, which right because that's because that, but... Shiva that's like the protection. And so maybe why it burns Molaram and Indy's able to grab the stone. Yeah, because it, it, he effectively deactivates it. Um, either way, anyway, um, <laughs> I, I just I, yeah. I, I love I, you're right. I love I think the scene is incredible. Um, I think this has like horror movie elements that unintentionally, oh, intentionally, unintentionally, <laughs> but yeah. it's just like, holy shit. Like, I just watched them rip a guy's heart out and it looks believable that they did it. It's, it still holds up pretty well. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like, it looks really good. And then, yeah. and then they burn the guy alive and then his heart is a flaming heart in Malram's hand. <laughs> yeah. uh, While the guy's the guy, burning. Like, yeah, it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it, it is, it is pushed to be like, should I not be showing this to my kids? <laughs> yeah, I probably shouldn't, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this has come pretty far. But you said, like, Ma Ram is on, the, he's not on screen that much, like, as the yeah, main yeah, villain. So fucking good. And he's Dude. like a big, famous Indian actor, which is one of my favorite things in movies where they go to, they're filming and just get, like, an actor who is in, an incredible actor who just has happened to never have crossed over into like American culture. So you can get this guy that America has not really ever seen before, but who is an A-list caliber actor. Yeah. And just can come in and just crush a role like this. Cause he is incredible. Like he so, is terrifying in there. Like, yeah. He is so good. No, I, he's scared. Holy shit. His acting credits are 225 credits. Yeah, he's a prolific Indian actor. Like, yeah. And like and you can see why. He's like his screen presence in this is No, he 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 delivers in every scene he's in. Yeah. Like um it is to your point, like for how much he's on screen, I, I always think it's like, oh, the entire second half of the movie is Malaram, but no, it's it. If he's I, on screen I'd be for like curious to five like, minutes, like right, I'd be curious to measure how much screen time he actually has. It's very short. Yeah, it's it's short, but he's super effective in everything he's in in this. And uh, his look with the the shaved head with the painted red sort of uh, 
Can't, yeah. square coming down like it's it's he's he, i don't know what he, he's just scary like i remember as a kid just being like this this whole thing freaked me out and and it, it feels plausible <laughs> that somebody yeah, rip your heart out <laughs> well hey steven spielberg turns out uh craft director and can deliver on 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 good filmmaking <laughs> it's weird but he delivered so- Something watching this time that I never quite noticed entirely before that made me laugh. The scene is incredible. Like the tension builds and it's great reactions from um from Indy, from Willie, from short round of like watching this from afar and like not trying to not watch it and just being like horrified and scared. Um and then you have the people like across the lava or something who are who are chanting. And so, it, but it all like wraps up. It all kind of ends. <laughs> they put this in Gower Stones back in the little thing, and everyone's kind of going up. So, all the people who are like on the other side, of like the lava thing, who are chanting, they all are just all like kind of like casually strolling <laughs> away, like, like, oh yeah, like, it, you know, the work meetings over. Like, Let's get back to our desk and do our normal thing. But it's like, it's all just like casual of like, we all are like intently, intensely chanting while his heart was ripped out. And then it's like, all right, Bill, back to the, like, let's get back to the office and do our yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like, uh, every, every day at four o'clock, it's like the sunset do cruise on, yeah. a, on like a ship yes. or something like that. It's like, okay. It's very, uh, routine. Yeah, and they're all just kind of casually milling back to their their day of like, all right, watch that guy's that human sacrifice and the heart ripped out. <laughs> We've all seen that before. Well, I mean, I, I guess that was the they, they never really ex- explain. I guess does Paul Rob have, have <laughs> like, does he yeah. have followers? Because the whole point Apparently, of the mining yeah. operation is to find the 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 last stone. They say it's, right. it's buried. There's going to be like two more stones, I think, yeah. that were bar- hidden by like a priest-type figure down in there. That's what they're trying to find, yeah. But they never really explain like who those people are. Right, like, why they're here following, like why they're into this. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's... it's uh That was confusing. I What, are, what were your thoughts on Indy getting turned and uh, in, in, in the possession thing. So well, I guess possession is the right word, but I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of like some of like the voodoo doll stuff in this. It feels a little like we've done enough already. I don't know if we need that, but I do love him being turned. Yeah, um, because it really feel it really is. I mean, to your point, like going into like act, it's really like a great act two all is lost moment of Indy's been turned to the bad guys. Like you've been hypnotized by his dark blood. Um, Willie's in the thing being lowered down, like short rounds, just a kid. Like, what can he do? Um, and he's even like locked up and breaks himself out before, but it's like, they're all captured. All three characters are captured and to have, like indie act against his like nature. Um, yeah, I, I love it. I love it. And that short round has to rescue him is a, is a pretty wonderful for those two characters. Yeah. Um, of the dynamic that it's not indie saving the kid all the time. It, 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 so it helps their relationship of making more equals and stuff. So yeah, no, I love, I love that. 
I I, I agree. Uh, I think you especially like the look of uh, shirtless, possessed Harrison Ford. He looks great. He looks good. God damn. Yeah. Even for a back surgery, post back surgery, Harrison Ford. He's got it. I um, Man. 19, 1984, Harrison Ford showed up in my life. Uh, and my wife Uh-oh. was like flirting with him. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, take a run at it. <laughs> See what you can do. Call me. Let me know how it goes. You. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Well, in 1984, okay, Harrison Ford's 42. Damn, I that's two years away from me. That's that's yeah. yeah, I got a long way to go. It looks fucking great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got a long way to go. It looks great. <laughs> um, even that picture in your background. So if he's 42 and 84, five years to 89, yeah, damn, like even at 47, he looks pretty damn good. Like, yeah. <laughs> Timeless, absolutely timeless. <laughs> um, but no, I, the the whole third act, I, I, I you, you mentioned the, the the plausibility of it with uh, when they, when short <laughs> round turns him, obviously, and then short round comes and is like kicking like people, karate <laughs> kicks the shit out of a bunch of thuggy uh, uh, guys. Um, All I can think about is there's like a there's like a post wrap up like meeting with the bad guys. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, Carl? Yeah, you were fighting a ten-year-old, and he kicked like, your ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> kicked your fucking ass. Like, same thing with you, Bill. Like, kick your ass too. So you shut up. Like, yeah. I was like, what? And then, and then, but in the movie, though, they kind of cut away from that a little bit, and then yeah. Harrison Ford punched a bunch of people and stuff. And like, but it's just always funny. To me. Sure, ass is like kicking dudes. It's like, yeah. Ah. It- it's fun. Great. I don't mind it, but it's also like, yeah, that guy would pick that kid up and fucking throw him into the fire pit. I, I think he kicks him in the nuts. Maybe that might be why, like he gets the upper hand. Cause, uh, I'm to buy it. Like, yeah, nut, nut shots, but, the um, only thing, and it made, it made me vaguely uncomfortable to think about it too deep of like, Oh, are they doing like a weird racist thing where it's like, Oh, he's Asian and knows like karate. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, probably. Like, I mean, like, uh, probably. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like best, maybe maybe I don't want to go tugging on this one too far. I mean, eighty four is the year of Karate Kid, right? Ooh, that sounds right. Ooh, sexy. Um, ooh, yeah, Karate damn. Kid, number four movie at the box office, right behind Gremlins. What was number one this year? Uh, a little movie called Ghostbusters. <laughs> Wild oh, movie. The one you think is a piece of <laughs> shit. Oh, okay, <laughs> got it. What was number two? Beverly Hills oh, Cop. The Temple, Temple of Doom. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop was 84, right? Uh, but, well, yes. So, all right. I got I to gotta change it to. So, all right. So, I was looking at calendar grosses. Oh, okay. Beverly, so, movies that came out in 84. So, Beverly Hills Cop was released in December. So, oh, it goes okay, across that's tough. years. Yeah. But, so, Beverly Hills Cop's actually number one. Which makes sense. Just, just beat Ghostbusters. Um, Which makes, yeah. For movies that came out. Do you think that's and, underrated or do you think that number two, Beverly Hills Cop <laughs> 2 is better? <laughs> I, I do not. Beverly, Beverly Hills Cop properly rated. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we can agree on that. That it's, it's yeah, Ghostbusters is awesome. I love, I love Ghostbusters. But I, I just, you know, gets, gets a lot of love in places 
in Ghostbusters 2 gets a lot of hate at times where I'm like, I don't know, I don't know if there's that as big a difference as these people are making out to be between the two of them. Hey, I think you can go stick an ecto, ecto cooler up your ass. That's what I think. You yeah, can I, do. I mean, I love some ecto cooler. I did too. That <laughs> was good. I was... I, it's just high C. It's just high C by another yeah. name. Sugar water. I mean, yeah. It's like, I think I showed. I think I showed syrup, Carter a commercial for that, and he's like, "Can we buy some of that?" And I'm like, "No, it's like <laughs> 25 years back when that was available." Like, no, it's just gone. He's like, "Why?" I'm like, it "Just." It doesn't make sense. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah, it's, like, I can't explain it to you in a way you're gonna understand right now. But it's like, no, oh, buddy. Man. Um, uh, I don't know what the hell I was talking about with like we were talking about Riverdale's <laughs> cop and uh the year. Oh, good because it. I never mind. <laughs> Back to Temple of Doom. Um. Well, yeah. So anyway, so number three. So technically, number three for movies released in 1984 at the box office. A uh, great year. I mean, it's crazy. The eighty, the eighties were like every year. There's just huge tentpole movies that you know define that genre every single year. And I, I guess maybe because I'm I'm removed from it, it's easy to say that. But like all the indie movies seem to have that within the nineteen eighties. And um, I mean, yeah, Cannonball Run too. I get it. Love it. Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter. Hey, still good. Conan the Destroyer. Watched it two days ago. <laughs> I watched it not too long ago. Yeah, it's on, it's on like Amazon Prime or something. I think. Well, it was yeah. on. It was on BBC, and I'm like, okay. The, there was a scene with like Wilt Chamberlain. I'm like, you see that guy? And Carter's like super into basketball right now, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, you see that Wilt Chamberlain? He goes, yeah. And I'm like, like I play for the Knicks, and uh, he's a fucking giant. <laughs> so he's yeah. one of the best basketball players ever. So in '84, missing in action, Ryan Stone covered the it. Never ending story. Not covered it. Not covered it. Johnny Dangerously. Not going to cover it. Children of the Corn. <laughs> We've watched it together. Ice Pirates. <laughs> watched it together. <laughs> oh, God. I'm really, I'm really picking out the highlights here. <laughs> I hope you're going sequentially in terms of box N- office. Ninja 3, The Domination. <laughs> Not seen it. Uh, Meatballs 2. Not seen it. Chud. Uh, I watched half of it. <laughs> uh Saturday night deadly night <laughs> we've definitely seen that together <laughs> punish punish <laughs> 1984 uh, good year for movies i mean i i mean i think those are probably the best ones i hope I mean, please but... tell me that like silent night deadly night opened against great uh beverly hills cop in december of 84 <laughs> like Ooh, let me How see. bad, when did that, How when bad did that of a open? weekend for those guys must that have been? Uh, November 9th. I wonder what else. I don't know. That's going to take too much time now to find out. But may, might have left out a, a couple of others, like Gremlins, Karate Kid, First Police Academy, Footloose, Romancing the Stone, Star Trek 3, Splash. Sucks. Purple Sucks. Rain. Sucks. Amadeus. Sucks. The Natural. Sucks. <laughs> Red Dawn, The Terminator. All right. I'll, put, I'll allow it. Starman, uh, the sucks. last Starfighter sucks. A passage to India, don't know. Sixteen Candles sucks. <laughs> Hot Dog the movie. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. No, I mean, uh, it, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Description is 
Arkin Banks heads to skiing championships in California. A teen runaway tags along as he parties and competes with friends and foes. <laughs> I was thinking about like what movies Made twenty do I... million dollars. <laughs> Jesus Christ! In ninth, like what was? I, I hope the budget was like a hundred thousand dollars, with fifty of that going to hot dogs. Um, don't know, but also a little movie called Firestarter. Hmm. We have we yeah, have to cover yeah, that at some point. There we go. I think that's that's like uh, the peak of asking a nine year old kid to carry a fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, do we need to do a run of like kid movies, like but like that kind of kid movie? Like, I don't we know. Could, yeah, we could we'll talk I about mean, it more. <laughs> Polter, we get like it's like Poltergeist in that, like uh, uh, George C. Scott playing a Native American. And honestly, uh, I kind of want to pivot from this podcast and just change it to each episode is me reading the the, the, the box office mojo of each year of movies. And we just like we just rank them on the spot. We just talk about it for like 45 minutes. I, I, I'm actually good to do an episode of that because we've talked is, about trying. It do... is the most fun thing in the world to me. I'll be honest. Well, because it's it's you're looking you're getting like an insight into like what what was important in the culture in 1984. You're like, really? Like. Yeah, <laughs> Firestarter did better than than uh, Herbie Goes Bananas or something like that. It's like, come on, how that happened? Um, oh, man. I, I will say, uh, uh, since we're speaking about uh, throwback movies, um, my wife made the mistake of telling me that. Uh, so if you go on the Cinemark app, they have this thing called events, and if you go to the events, it's all these things called Phantom Events. It's yeah. all these uh classic movies that that they'll, they'll play and they only do like one or two showings of them in, in, in nationwide but um i've done halloween i've seen the thing and she's like hey uh they're showing big live do you want to go see that Ooh, it's like the, nice. but, but it's like a, it's like the 36th anniversary of like they live it's like, <laughs> a, like a weird like doesn't make sense anniversary i think or something like that and so i'm like yeah it's great so i buy tickets to that and i start going through it i'm like Oh shit! They've got the 40th anniversary of Christine. Buy tickets to that, and it's like, uh, oh, it's the 40th anniversary of Scarface. Buy tickets to that. <laughs> it's like in one sitting, and it's like the 60th anniversary of The Birds. So I bought tickets to that. So it's like, I think I spent like two hundred dollars in one oh sitting. Oh my god! On like a cinema like I'm we're going to all these fucking movies. It was like we're going to like six or seven different movies. They're all just classics. So I will say like. Uh, if you like classic movies, like it is a great way to go watch some of those those movies. Even even the ones that are not like super important, like you can go catch them. It's like like Christine is forty years old, culturally not a huge deal, but like as a John Carpenter movie, it's like I'm I'm super pumped to see it. So, so yeah. So if so, you want to go, so I have I have my own uh, classic movie. I, well, maybe not classic, but um. So if you love eighties movies. Yes. Uh, there's a Kate Capshaw movie. Yes. That I think is a little underappreciated. Is uh, it a Christmas it, story? It is not. <laughs> uh, so it's 1986. This movie called Space Camp. <laughs> uh, and um, Kate Capshaw basically is in, like an astronaut who is like teaching at Space Camp. But it's got... Um, Oh, fuck is it leah thompson leah thompson god star wars has ruined me leah <laughs> but, thompson um, leah thompson yeah um but like kelly preston joaquin phoenix tom scarrett holy like, shit. Terry O'Quinn. 
Um, yeah, it's like an, I remember that came out. Is it, is it a Disney movie or is it? Um, I don't know if it's Disney, but it's it's pretty good, and it's it's but it's got all these like '80s people you know. So like, if you're like kind of hankering for like, you know, you can only like, I mean, like, I mean, like Back to the Future is awesome, and it's but like, oh, how many times can you watch Back to the Future? And like, oh, like Ghostbusters is great, <laughs> but how many times do you want to watch Ghostbusters? Like, if you're kind of like, oh, I've kind of watched all those like '80s classics that I love so much if you're looking for something fresh I, I really recommend space camp i've always wanted to watch this because as a kid i remember this being on and it, i don't know if you remember but on nickelodeon they used to run ads where it was like go to space camp and you could go to like yeah oh that was huge uh, like, yeah uh, oh god what is it called uh, like Cape Canaveral. go to space camp for like yeah <laughs> yeah and i was like that sounds awesome but i'm like I was also like terrified because of this movie that I might get sent into space by accident. So I never wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's basically what the premise of the movie is. <laughs> and there's a weird robot in the movie too, if that does anything for you. <laughs> is it the robot from uh, Rocky four? <laughs> uh, and then we're the uh, Polly's in it too. I don't know why. <laughs> just yelling at people drunk. <laughs> oh, I wish, I wish it was, uh, they go to space and they just run into Burt Young. His <laughs> <astro. laughs> <laughs> uh, but so, but Key Capture is really good in it. Of uh, I know that she kind of gets shit on a little bit for this role, and I, I don't think it's her fault. I think it's how the character is written. But um, she's she's good in Space Camp. So if you wanna, what's funny is like I don't know her from a lot of stuff. Like I know her from this. I know her from I think it's from A Christmas Story. But like I don't. There's not like a lot of other. Maybe I don't even think she's the is she the mom she's not the mom in Christmas story, is she? I don't think so, but Okay, well I think I just made her I aged her horribly. <laughs> um I I've not seen a lot of her work. And again, I don't think she's bad. I just I think she's doing what's being asked of her here. Yeah. And I, I mean I, I w- I'm guessing based on her credits a little bit that um Possibly when she marries Spielberg, she just retires. She, I mean, she keeps working, but I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I don't know. I maybe, maybe not, but or maybe they get married, and maybe a few years later, like have kids, and she maybe decides to kind of. That it looks like like a few years later they have kids, and she probably decides like I'm just kind of going to go that direction because I don't have to do this and occasionally does something um that she when wants it comes to. along or like yeah, yeah. but like um yeah it's i mean kind of happens to a lot of people and i mean it is hey, in a few things um i'll be honest probably... I, I hope it i hope it happens to me i <laughs> awesome. yeah you're right <laughs> you, you that you marry steven spielberg yeah so it's great I'm, I'm, I'm up for it i don't know what the hell i would do if i <laughs> you like get an invitation from you like hey so Good divorce, but good news. I'm getting married to and Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. You're invited to the wedding. Um, like, what is happening? So, Mike, do you want to work? Uh, no, I think I'm just going to recut all of your movies. I think that's why I'm going to go do my spare yeah. time. So, when you marry Spielberg, is Lucas getting invited to the wedding? No, I'm going to kick that guy in the balls. Okay. All right, all right. Like, I, you, you're going to lay I, down the law. Like, Steven, you decide me or him. Well, I was What's watching. Be? I was watching Empire this morning, and I, it, it, 
and I go back to Lucas has some fantastic ideas. And I think he, in his head, he's got really good stories. He's got good ideas on how to like, where, like yeah. the, the, the direction to take things. I think when you ask him to execute it, it, it falls apart. Now I was thinking about like, I was watching empire and it's like, man, it's, all the sets and, and the part that Wynn and I were watching the most was like the when they're uh, uh best or baseman uh and, and Lando's like a, a planet and it's like everything it, it looks incredible it's well shot the colors are very interesting all the sets are super interesting it's directed by Irvin Kirshner so you kind of have you kind of have Lucas away from it but it's like there's good ideas that are there that I think he's responsible for but it's better executed by other people so it's not i can't fault him for it yeah. but the thing i so then we go straight into into return of the jedi and i'm like okay cool it's gonna go straight to jabba's lair and the boys are gonna be super into watching all the crazy you know creatures and the band we see there and i always for, forget that because it's we're living in a post lucas revamp of the first three movies there's like a music video yeah, of like fucking aliens. I'm like, that's the stuff he went back to add. I'm like, that's pretty, really that's your bad. vision? Yeah. And that's that, why that I get one frustrated is, That's the one that always stands out to me as being a pretty bad choice. Yeah. And like that's where I, I get frustrated with him. It's like he's done so much and he's got so many good ideas. And, he, and, and he's shown repeatedly creatively how incapable and intelligent he is. But that's what you felt like you were like missing when you had to go back and like recut this. Like, really? Like, come on, man. Like, you're better <laughs> than that. Like, I know you're better than that. That's where I get frustrated with him. So, anyway. Yeah. Indiana Jones. Can't wait. I can't wait to hear you talk to him at the wedding. <laughs> well, I'm going to get really drunk. <laughs> and I'm going to go put my arm around him. I'm going to tell him, George, we got a lot of George. shit to talk about. <laughs> George. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. All right, so the end of this movie. Do you want to talk about the minecart thing at all? Well, I just I, mean, I don't I don't have a lot to say about it, but I like I, it. I mean, it's I, I don't un- either. It's unbelievable, but yeah, it's I, fun. I, I think I I love that it, um ILM did the whole minecart sequence. I love that they shot it as as a practical effect, and it's, it's kind of like how they did I think the um, speeder bike scene in in Jedi where it's a combination of using real actors, um, rear projection, and then miniatures, and they're splicing it all together, and it looks really good. And I think even... Yeah. I don't think CGI could... could I You know it's fake, but it's okay, because it feels like it's a real world, it's lived in, and, and, it, and it's built, and you're seeing something on screen. I don't think CGI could ever make this look better than it did when, the way they shot it. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, I'd agree with that. That it's there's something about it being fake that makes the the real stuff look more real. Yeah, but, but you, that, you you in buy way, into it. Like, yeah, yeah. I watched it with the kids, and they 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 seem to think it was pretty cool, and it does feel like it's a an amusement park ride. But yeah, and that's what even like my kids are saying. So they like why haven't they made a ride out of that? Like that'd be an awesome ride. <laughs> your kids are right. Yeah, they should. Yeah. And actually I was watching and related. I was watching Jedi and my wife got out of bed and came out to watch them with us. And she's like, why didn't they just make this into a, a ride at Disney? And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Like it, it, it would be a the perfect ride because 
it's mostly predicated on on you know a guy with a camera on his back running through the the redwoods in California and that that's the, the <laughs> how they film it, and it but it, it looks awesome when you speed it up and you add you add miniatures and you add the actors it, it, it's it's really well done i i think they take, they kind of took the same tax it looks like with the minecart scene and I, I i love it like and it's super satisfying to watch indy dump the uh the the railroad tie out of the back and then like yeah, the, the, the thuggy hit it and they just go flying off the track and you're just like <laughs> fuck yeah man like this is awesome to watch yeah that's that's what actually a lot of in a lot of the indie movies have a similar they do some things with a physics to the bad guys that are that are very satisfying yeah like the bad guys really get like it, it, it it's not just like it stops them they like get what's like coming to them in a way that as an audience is very satisfying to watch uh, yeah and so like when he like knocks them out on this there's like a propulsion to them to what's happening that is like yeah gives you kind of what you you wanted to see like happen to these guys it's it's very satisfying and it's like it's fun yeah. to it's fun to watch um i also remember my mom had a i think she bought the pc game maybe it was a nintendo game for this and uh i could never get past the minecart scene like i could never beat that <laughs> segment of the game it Just seems like hard. something that would be brutally hard in that yeah. era of video games because it'd be like you'd have to be so perfect yeah. timing and I, so I, I remember not... around um well i guess not around this same time but um i remember the aladdin video game there's like a magic carpet level that you literally had like the only way we beat it like, like it was my sister and i and i think like one of my cousins like we just like went through and like wrote down like so like one person would be controlling it and we wrote down like slowly mapped out like down up down up up down and like and it's like one for the person with the controller which all it like would just have to respond like wouldn't be even doing it off the screen would just be responding to this like map we made of like awesome. here's the directions you have to hit to beat this level because to try to react to it on screen was impossible <laughs> like yeah that's awesome though i mean like I, the benefit of having siblings i never had that but yeah like that's a great way for you guys to, to kind of bond over yeah that. It, was, it was like it was, when we beat it it was awesome it was so satisfying that we finally defeated it after like months of being like this fucking level whenever you get to it the game just like stops you die three times like you die three times and it's over because it's, it's impossible but like we're like no we're gonna do it and like that that was like the fun of like summers at that age like i um you spend your time doing useless shit like that i had a real back to the future moment this weekend back to the future two moment with my kids this this weekend because um i went to a <laughs> uh get a haircut for carter and i took win win with us and so carter's getting a haircut and in, in the corner of the barbershop they had uh donkey the original donkey kong Ooh. galaga and frogger and uh um win was trying to play donkey kong and he was just like super excited and i was trying to show him the controls he's like like what like what do i do like i have to climb a ladder like <laughs> what like this is weird. And then Carter played Frogger and he's like, he thinks he's, he beat it like four times. And then it's like, he always got to the end and like died. And he's like, 
like this stinks like i don't like this like i don't understand this game at all and i'm like oh god i'm like i feel old i'm like this is what yeah. games were when i was a kid uh, yeah they've they, they don't have to make games brutally hard anymore <laughs> uh no like i remember going to there's a dairy queen by daniel village in augusta and um they had the contra arcade Ooh, game for oh, a while and so my grandmother awesome. would take me up there and be like i'm gonna play contra <laughs> it's like yeah. if you got past level two like pretty good <laughs> you're killing it like that was the best you're yeah. ever gonna do <laughs> like it was otherwise it was just too hard so anyway um sorry i took us way off on tangent that's all right we do need to talk about the bridge scene oh uh, love it. that scene is fucking awesome i think it's so it's interesting so one in one in three and i guess four i mean they end with literal like deus ex machinas yeah of, like basically god defeating the bad guys and this there's a touch of that but it's more like indie doing stuff and i, I kind of it might be my favorite ending because it gives him the most agency yeah it's more the characters doing it themselves and defeating the bad guy versus supernatural things stepping in and defeating evil which is fine. Those are fun, but like this, it's kind of nice. And it's so, this like the indie with the sword raised up over his head, getting ready to like hack the bridge and talking like Mandarin. Um, uh, That's a short. I, round. I like that. I like this. So, hold on, lady. We go for a ride. And, and her realizing like, holy shit, like this is what we're like. But she's been around him enough to know like, yeah, he would 100 percent do this. I um I I I'm never gonna I'm not gonna, the lyrics right, but I love that there's that the 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 shot of basically Ford or Indy locks himself in on the bridge by by wrapping his foot around um the the rope, and then short round follows suit, and then and then uh, Willie follows suit, and then you and then uh I can't remember what exactly what he says, but he looks at at Malaram, he says. I will see uh tell Kali out you'll see him yeah, in hell. Oh, you can and then go to just, me, you can go to me, Kali, in hell. Like, yeah, and yeah, he just cuts and the bridge yeah. and, oh, and then awesome. uh Malaram is the only guy on his team that like actually seems to respond and, and, and he jumps. And it's cool because it's 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 a mix of all these different composite shots, and they set it up perfectly where Malaram dives, he survives the whole rope cutting, a couple of his guys survive, and, and it's just a bunch of henchmen going straight into this alligator pit and just, which is so cool as a kid that it's like the gators underneath. That's like, yeah. A, like, yeah, that's a cool, like as a 10 year old, everything you are like, yeah. Well, it's funny as an adult, I was watching, I'm like, you never see any bodies. It's just like characters, yeah. costumes <laughs> and like yeah. overdubbed with like screaming. <laughs> you're like, yeah. oh, but, like as a kid, you're like, it's super effective. You believe yeah. the whole thing that like, oh, they're, they're all the bad guys got eaten. It's and I love so much that Molaram is throwing his own man at like Indy <laughs> off the thing. It's like, oh, he's like, not only is he like the bad like, head of this bad place, he's also like a, a piece of shit. <laughs> like, so what do you think is the worst job? You think what, what, uh, being Indy's number two sidekick on a mission or being a Molaram thuggy? Oh, thuggy apparently being member. the Molaram sh- thuggy team member. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> way worse. <laughs> all right. That's what I kind of thought, but I'm just checking. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I I I love that. The indie looks awesome. He's got the half shirt on, 
got the sword and oh, hat. Yeah. And then like, in short yeah. round being like, Indy, protect you, like watch your like watch your hearts is such yeah. a great like payoff from the heart ripping scene. Uh um and then Indy where you get to like the symbols of Indy like by believing in the power of the stones and so starts like chanting and I, I assume he's like asking Shiva for help with, uh, with like a prayer um and I took so it, stones it, start glowing and burn out of his bag but one like molar arm tries to get him and it burns him I I took it as um it's sort of it's almost like the 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 the, the test of of faith in in yeah. last crusade of like you only somebody pure of heart can really possess these stones and that that's that's the idea yeah, that they're going to yeah um i like i like that part though it, it it feels like even though you can't quite understand what's happening linguistically indy's challenging malaram and 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 able to overcome him and then it's kind of like what happens with the grail you know at the end of crusade 2 it's his own greed and his own desire for power actually is what takes malaram down it's not it's not indy would knock right. him off the ladder and so yeah and it's kind of which is satisfying of like your heroes not necessarily just like i mean even though Indy killing people killed a bunch of people yeah. but it's like it's the person getting what they deserve at their own like hoisted on their own petard kind of thing yeah um, and then thankfully the uh british military shows up so <laughs> good old british colonialism thank god for that because otherwise indy be dead that it's a, that is almost what has aged the worst in this movie of everything of just like oh thank god the british soldiers showed up to get these indian people under control it's like yeah it's not it's good like, jesus and it's so like and that's what i was, I was like oh my god they would have just had like the villagers come and give them that's a better that's stuff. a better payoff it would take care of everything and like yeah it'd be so much more satisfying too um well they're there to rescue their kids uh, and then right they're, they're fight yeah that's good also <laughs> and also it would help because like they get back to like it's like so they show when they getting going to this palace it's like an overnight trip yeah and these kids who have been like slaves in these mines like i guess they just walk back to this village and are okay <laughs> like <laughs> Even though they're no. all mal, it's been established they're all malnourished, and, right? <laughs> and doing horrible. It's like, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, yeah that's the questions there, but I guess that's what maybe they're saying like the British soldiers show up and can feed them, give them water and rations or something, and like get it, get them going in the right direction. But not the most satisfying thing there either. But but it's one of those things where it's like I don't know. Just, we, we have a we have a happy ending. That's yeah, yeah. I, I like all the kids running into the village. Yeah, as an adult and, and as a as a dad now, I'm like, oh, it's like really cool to see the payoff of of because I didn't really appreciate that aspect as a kid, obviously. Um, but now you're like, well, this is really scary. Yeah. Like, like well, when they're first in the village, the people and, are kind of like, you appreciate now as a parent, like these people are like freaked the fuck out. Of, yeah. Like, are desperate and it like it's like oh like yeah i get like their kids were taken like they're, yeah, that's yeah. like okay hey what's the worst <laughs> thing that can happen to you as a human being oh that yeah okay that's yeah. that's the the that's the scariest thing to me in this movie now as an adult is like oh somebody's gonna abduct my child and put them into slavery and and make them work in a mine like that's right that's and they horrible. they do and they do have some lines 
in there, like touches of like we've have like tried, yeah, and like it's not gone well. It's like we like we need help. Like, well, I, I um. I like the the ending. I mean, it's it's cheesy, but I like the ending of of like Indy just kind of swaggers back into the village, and all the kids just come rushing <laughs> yeah. behind him, and and it, like it's 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 a good hero moment. The thing that made me laugh was like, yeah. if your wife is pissed at you and she's walking away from you, would you throw something around her to pull her back and suddenly win her over does that you mean work? would you literally whip her uh, yeah would you whip your wife to actually win her back over does that work or, like, pretty I mean, sure it does any woman who any woman does that work <laughs> yeah yeah it's but you know um think I, of it like this we are i guess 90, i don't have a frame of reference years for how removed. that would feel but it seems like it wouldn't feel good <laughs> no but think about like we are ninety years removed yeah, from what that, this character's motivations are. Fucking insane, like which is yeah the timeline. <laughs> like yeah, like, so it does. It's like well yeah, that's, you know, and it's also we have established a bit of a relationship between them of give and take. Yeah, of like I think they would acknowledge this relationship isn't necessarily going anywhere, but like, we're both kind of into each other in a way where we're like, Oh, like we like would flirt and have some fun for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then I, I do like, and again, being appreciating like, you know, this is kind of meant for a kid audience of they're going to kiss. And then short round comes in, the elephant sprays them with the water. And that, like, I think that is still satisfying to kids of like, oh yeah, kissing like gross. Like I don't need to see like, but they bring short round into that moment a little bit. Um, but then they still have the, um, yeah, final. Which I don't think it's a perfectly executed like final scene, but you know I'm pretty okay with it. like <laughs> okay with it and like uh, I am. T- I actually I for- some problems, I actually forgot but, about it. Yeah. I I always thought the ending was the the British troops come in, and that's kind yeah, of the... it. But that's a that's a that's my kind of cable TV watching of of, well, of and that's of when what, what, what right happened. all like the really fun stuffs over and like you yeah they're all like all right like movie's gonna be over like yeah a little bit everyone's celebrating in the Ewok village and <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean that's that's what it feels like it, it, it yeah watching this back back with Jedi there there are a lot of yeah pretty obvious parallels of like okay we're just gonna do the same shit um anyway um where would you rank this like what's what's your ranking because i know i know we've been kind of all over the map with i i think this was better than i remember now i will say that that's my my preview i go i kind of go back and forth on this one i I do I do love it as an Indiana Jones movie, particularly as an Indiana Jones movie I watched as a kid. I've recognized a lot of like the problems now of what of it, but and then it's also I don't I love Indiana Jones so much. There are times like, well yeah, I'm just like 
happy we have another 80s Indiana Jones movie. Like, I kind of don't really care. I'm just happy like this exists. Um, so I don't know. I, I guess. Oh man, there's no wrong I'm answer. Debating, she... I'm debating between four and four and a half, and I feel like I feel four is maybe like the right answer, but my heart is kind of wanting to say four and a half just because I love Indiana Jones so much. <laughs> hey. Um, but on the other hand, I kind of enjoy the. Um, oh, do you remember? Did we give Last Crusade? Did we both give it a five? I probably gave it a five. I, I, I feel I like we excited. did. I feel like we did. I, we we both really enjoyed that movie, which is yeah, not surprising, or maybe no, like a four and a half. I, but right. like Raiders being a five, Last Crusade being a four and a half, this being a four, Crystal Skull being like a three and a half. Like feels kind of appropriate in some ways <laughs> at least in my like ratings i'm, I'm uh, sorry did you say crystal skull gets a three and a half that sounds yeah i think that's what i get generous <laughs> but that's like i'm just kidding i'm just being a dick no no um, but i just like love indiana jones so it's just like being like okay well it's not as good as those so i have to give it less <laughs> i think we were like both a i was a 4.75 on <laughs> last crusade uh, I, and, and this is i'll tell you why and you were a five I think it was like, I'm just trying to give enough room for Raiders because, you know, Raiders is going to just, well, it look, like spoiler perfect. alert, next episode, it's going to be five out of five. It's just spoiler it's alert. So good. Out of five for me. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I think we, we were both pretty high on on Last Crusade, but. So you, where, where, where do you think you fall on the scale? Uh, four, four out of five. St. Coward Stones. <laughs> I mean, I, I was close. I was three and a half. Um, I think the second act doesn't really deliver as much as I want it to. The first is a lot of fun. You get to to your point, you get some fun Easter eggs. There's a really good buildup of the character and some backstory. The third act, I feel like once they go into the, to the thuggy layer in the, in the, in the quarry, it's all action and you just get a great story from there out. But it's like the second act just kind of lets me down. So I, I gave it a three and a half. Um, and I, I think Willie. She's probably a necessity to the plot, but it, it feels like she takes away a little too much at times on just focusing on humor. But um, yeah, there's a lot. And I think as you get older. That yeah, it's a little more point. transparent. That's, that's how, first how part of that is. second act where it's all kind of Willie based humor. It kind of is slows down a bit for you. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's still. I'll put it this way: for the movies we've covered, I'm giving this a three and a half out of five against Indiana Jones movies. It's still like five out of five against uh, yeah, everything else we've watched. I think that's also my struggle of like, yeah, like, like I'm not qualifying this in the in the larger list of stuff we've seen. Mm. And also for me, it's like it's similar with like Crystal Skull. It's like. Uh, does the movie have Harrison Ford playing Indiana Jones in it? Yes, it does. Okay, well then we're starting out of four. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like it. I mean, that's a, that's a that's a fair bar. Um, <laughs> it's tough. It's 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 funny to me to think that people are like, oh, this isn't as good as Raiders, and this is not as good as Last Crusade because if those are your two 
benchmarks of like where it's got to fall. Yeah. It's like gigantic, <laughs> super high watermarks for anything to be judged against in terms of a, a movie. Like it, you're not doing bad. <laughs> right. I think that's where I struggle of like, if like those movies didn't exist, I'd probably, Oh, I love that movie. Like it's so fun and great and like a fun adventure. And like, yeah. But when you're comparing it to like, all-time highs of like blockbuster popcorn movies like it's like yeah like okay you can't hit a, like a you can't hit a grand slam every single time like <laughs> no but you get pretty damn close and that, that that's what's that's what's impressive to me about lucas and, and spielberg is man like they these two are just fucking cooking in the early 80s like they're they're just you yeah, can't stop it's pretty wild and actually last crusade is pretty impressive they I know they're doing a like kind of doing a lot of the same beats as Raiders, but to do that again and have it be great is impressive that like you saw the formula and you found a way to do it basically just as good. Yeah. And it worked. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, the world's filled with crappy sequels. So like it's, yeah, I, uh, look, I'm not going to, dump on Raiders I but I I do think that Last Crusade is probably my favorite movie of the series I get it it's got it's it's got more humor and fun kind of dynamics to it with the father-son stuff and it's got some well I I saw it as a kid in theaters and yeah so I've got some nostalgia for it in, in that regard but um it's just it's impressive. I I think there's uh, modern Spielberg makes it easy to kind of forget how impressive his career and his abilities are. If if that makes sense. Yeah. Like well, he still makes good movies, but it's just like wow. If you go back to that, it's like man, this guy was setting a watermark every time he did a movie. It was just like all right, the bar just keeps going up and up and up yeah. and up and up. On That's what he, I'm what he can do. really excited to talk about Raiders because that to me might be the most perfectly constructed movie ever made. It's just, it's just so well put together from a craft standpoint. And I mean, it's just like solidifies like Spielberg as like, Oh, this guy is an all timer. Like jaws wasn't an accident. Like this guy is going to be forever. That's something I want to talk about when we do Raiders. Well, that's the next one. Right. But, yeah. Um we should talk about So he wanted to make a Bond movie. What Bond movie from like 75 to 85 could he have made that would have been from a script standpoint or a story standpoint been worthwhile for him to make? Because they're all Roger Moore. I mean, The Spy Who Loved Me would probably be maybe what yeah. you'd go to. Or I don't know. I mean, um, but I, I mean, but once he got involved, it would change everything so much. But I wouldn't mind like for your eyes only either, seeing what he would have done. Yeah, with that, cause that's a more grounded one. But then you give it to him and see what. Well, I'm like, but yeah, there's a lot of crazy ones in there. Like I don't like Moonraker. Uh, like I don't know. Kill. Maybe you give Moonraker to Steven Spielberg. Like what? Like <laughs> what happens <Yeah>. with that? <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I would have liked to have seen a Spielberg more era movie and just to see what like what's that gonna be 
Yeah. I almost feel like um, Spielberg's too mature and too capable. To, I mean, when you look back at his career now, it's like, I think he's too capable and, and too good to actually have made one of those. It's not 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 to knock Bond movies, because I love them, but like the pigeon double take, I just don't see showing up <laughs> right. like a Steven just Spielberg weird they movie. were at at that time. Yeah, of what... And that's probably... Well, I, I think that is why they weren't interested in him doing it. They just had their kind of their people their and their formula of yeah. yeah churning these things out that it didn't really fit to let someone else come in and kind of take over it's true and it, almost it, for them maybe would have been a risky thing of if he does knock out of the park and make it makes a great one what do you do after that i, th- I think that's kind of what the modern quandary for bond movies is now like that now, you, yeah Sorry, people go are going to want it to be and now people ex- want it to be that great and if you can't match that what happens yeah i go back to skyfall it's like oh it's like you got mendis and you got uh roger deakins and you've got fantastic writers yeah i want that every time now and i, I think that was the problem with um uh specter was you had some of that same talent but just didn't live up to that level and it's like well and i think to the point they're chasing that yeah they they, they were they were and i'd so much rather see them go to like back to like the one-off adventure thing rather than chase this artistic well movie that whose fault is that though because they're trying to chase a plot line that doesn't necessarily need to be chased yeah that's kind of the problem is like when the Craig era came around, they decided they had to follow an arc. The, they wanted, which, yeah, they went into the trope of like the universe building movies. Yeah. Which I mean, Bond has always responded to like the tropes of the time. So I like, got tracks for the franchise a bit. But yeah, I, I, I wish I wish we had gotten one Craig. I'm just out of time. Just yeah, just mission. Like he has a mission to stop the war, not tying into the overarching of him being a line of his character, a depressed like, and yeah, 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 beaten down superhero of him yeah. being basically a doomed character. To, like yeah, that that was yeah, which touches on my problem with No Time to Die is good ideas just don't you don't have to kill him off. Um. All right. Anything else you want to talk about on Doom? Because <laughs> uh, we're now, now I think I'm, two and a half hours into this. I know. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I'd say I I don't know. I watch this. I, I'm in a space now with uh, where I probably watch the Indiana Jones movies a couple times a year. Nice. Um, where just and it's more I think it's a bit from like working from home kind of yeah. thing where um, a lot of times I'm looking for something like kind of sort of put on the background, sort of be watching, and so like the, like Indiana Jones, James Bond, Star Trek movies fit into like a good spot of like oh I'll I'll work my way through all those again, um, while um you know like going to bed working and like and it doesn't matter if I miss an hour of one of the movies because I've seen them so many times so like. 
Um, but in a place where it's just like kind of like at the moment, like a constant in my life of <laughs> yeah, and it's I, it's comfortable. I, yeah, I went through a Star Wars, and then kind of was like, okay, I've I've kind of hit a point where I need a break. So I'm curious if in the next year or two I'll hit a point with these where it's like, okay, I, I should take like five years off. <laughs> and not and not watch an Indiana Jones movie, so I can kind of re. I do that. that with bon- like I do that with Bond again. movies, where I I watched yeah. all of them a little too much, and I'm like, I need to not. Yeah, intentionally watch not one. watch one, and then at some point, I'd be like, man, that sounds fun, and like you do it, I'm like yeah, I, I, I love these. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think um, the last thing I had to say, and we we have not talked about this, and it, it's a regret but the score all the way through these is just oh man you're right john we never have is incredible one of the most iconic ever yeah and i I think um this one's different enough with uh compared to raiders where i really like the 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 score during the action sequences it's it's not just the uh the indie anthem whatever you want to call it it's just it's they, uh, John Williams just bringing it, man. It, it's it's crazy. Yeah, you're right. Much... I kind of take it for granted. Yeah, I, I, I did. How too. incredible it is. Same. Yeah, especially in uh, some of the darker sequences and how well it fits and the mood it establishes. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That's yeah. I probably forget about that. Some of how it communicates so much of adventure, emotion and yeah. Well, I thought about it. it was the scene where um, Indy is is back and it's after short rounds have woken him up and um, he's going. Uh, what do they say? He's like, all right, we're getting out of here. All of us. And then it yeah. cuts to the one of the thuggy guys whipping these kids in the mine. And um, there's this slow pan up to Indy and he's backlit and this cave behind him and there's smoke and fog and all this. And you just see him, and it's got you got a Williams score behind him, and it pans up to him just just with a hat, and he's just he's ready for a fucking fight to get all these kids out of here. And it's just it is such a good piece that you don't think about a lot, but it's just always it's omnipresent in all the movies of of, of John Williams, and it's like God damn, it is so good and so well. What's done. really fucking impressive is they set out to like kind of do Bond, yeah. And they'll they, do it. And John Williams it. kind of matched the Bond theme. Like yeah. the most iconic piece of music, maybe in like movie history for like a character that gets associated with a character. Like he made something that's like right there with it. Like that's incredible. I mean, Williams' career is incredible. That's 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 the crazy right. thing. Yeah. It's like you know, him and Spielberg together is Jaws, yeah, this Jurassic Park. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's it's uh it's tough, but yeah, it, it was just one thing I, I was I want to touch on. Ho- hopefully, we'll talk about more in Raiders, but it's crazy how how much I t- I took it for granted is is t- uh is you, you it's just there and it's good and it makes all the difference I think in a lot of these movies. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. So all right, before we jump, because I'm I'm somehow dragging this on. Um, where do you rank? Like, where, where, what is your ranking before we, we go to Raiders and we go to Dial Destiny? Like, what's like, what's your ranking right now? Of the ones we've seen, as far as like my yeah, like what, preference order? or yeah, I mean, from the ones we've done, definitely Last Crusade, then Temple of Doom, then Crystal Skull. 
Okay. Well, that was an uninteresting question because I had the same same rankings. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's probably pretty standard. Pretty I think universal. the real difference in people is if you're a Raiders person or Last Crusade person. I'm not sure where I fall on that yet. I mean, I think that's a a good place to be. Of <laughs> um, these are both both awesome. So, well, just enjoy I, what you're doing. I really like that Belloc eats a fly in the middle of the scene. Uh, in, in Raiders, and that's <laughs> so I watched that with the family. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. <laughs> and I, apparently, I uh, I have pointed that out. Other times when we have watched the movie, because they all, I was like, I was like, oh, he's about to, he's gonna eat a fly, and they're all like, we know, you've told us, and like, like literally everybody said it, and I was like, hey, oh, I guess I've, I guess I've said that before. Dude, props to that guy, man. That that must have been awful to stick with character, yeah, being a character. The, yeah. Oh man, I couldn't do that shit. That's amazing. But my wife, my kids, like, oh, like, like yeah, we know, like you've told us. You uh, fucked up. It was a like good times. <laughs> All <laughs> right. I, I held off on uh, pointing out the club Obi-Wan and Dan Aykroyd stuff in Temple of Doom. Because I was like, all right, I guess I've yeah, I guess I've talked too much about weird little well, things in these movies. To your point, I, when I was watching mm-hmm. Temple of Doom, I told Anne, I'm like, see that guy? That's Dan Aykroyd. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's Dan Aykroyd. She's, uh, same thing. I think the same problem you had is like for like 10 minutes, she's like, are you sure? <laughs> that was him. I'm like, yes, I am positive. That was Dan Aykroyd. I thought I was going to have to actually like rewind the movie just to like, prove yeah. it. But it's like, no, it's it's Dan Aykroyd. So, oh, man. All right. Oh, well, so good. Is, I love them. I love these so much. They're they're fantastic movies. I'm a little sad because the next one's going to be Raiders and then Dial Destiny. So we're kind of getting down to the yeah. second half, like, the, like the, the bottom half of the movies in terms of what's left. But, um, how much time should we allot for Raiders? I don't know. Four hours. <laughs> 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 I will if you want to. We're already almost three, at three for this one. So I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think, <laughs> I mean, I could off the cuff just do a Raiders podcast for two hours right now. So I can't imagine when I, I could too, it yeah. and take and take like notes on it and stuff. So <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to need to. <laughs> we yeah, have to like create a, a wide berth. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I love that movie and have, yeah, I, I could, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time not just going through like scene by scene and just doing the whole movie and talking about literally everything. We can. All right. Get your game face on. Oh, I'm fucking here for it. Goodbye.